Welcome to your sanity safe space with your favorite YouTube podcast duo. Skag 3, whoever he is. Get your clogged fascist ass out of here! Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. You are a terrific team on all counts. Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement, this This is the Matt and Blonde Show. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international over to perfume. Hey, why the fuck is the gas so hot, bitch? The report refers to him as a well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory. What is the word elderly doing there? And poor memory, what is the test of that? What is it that makes you stress of a lack of memory in this particular case? There has never been a witness under oath anywhere where they don't say, I do not recall. If you can credibly say, I don't recall about something, that's a standard legal advice. And it has nothing to do with the age of the person. The extra burden that you don't want to get anything wrong means you err on the side of saying, I don't recall, I don't remember. Some of the, the tapes they heard were painfully slow. The discussion painfully was painfully slow. slow. That's right. Painfully slow. And I just thought, well, who's in pain? So maybe Mr. Her would be better suited going for a job as White House physician. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that is funny! You are fake news. Let's go, Brandon! Let's go, Brandon. I agree. Very fake news. That was four days ago, five days ago. It's not against the law, whole fuck you. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm kind of retarded. Come on, man. Give me a little break here. All right, America, go to the YouTube right now. Big ups to Rebecca for keeping Matt woke. Congratulations to both of you. You're awesome. In five, four, three. I, I can't do it. We'll do it live. <laughs> Fuck it, we'll do it live. Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show, frankly. The very best you can ask anyone about that. People often do. I'm told this is. The Matt and Blonde Show. My name is Matt Christensen. I'm flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hi. That is enough gay football. I'm waiting no longer. Thanks, everybody, for your patience. Uh, The game has gone to overtime before the inevitable, I fear. The Chiefs win. Taylor Swift gets her proposal. Perhaps there's a pregnancy (gasps) announcement. I was browsing some of the, um, the betting options yesterday. Like, to you know take advantage of some exotic bets on the Super Bowl sometimes and 33 to 1 odds on Taylor Swift announcing a pregnancy. Oh my god. I didn't god. take it I, though. I should have put I at least like 5 so bucks. I would be so happy on. about that. You would be are are you a Swifty? No, I mean I I don't dislike her as much as most people do. Like I know she's an airhead leftist. She's in her mid 30s and everything like that, but the baby boom that it would usher in Ah. would be more influential than any single individual having a child in the world right now. She's going to make motherhood great again. That would be so she's awesome. Pretty, if, she's pretty old, though. Is she physiologically capable of making motherhood great again? She's 33. That's like ancient. There's no way that lady's I just a- had a baby <laughs> last week. I'm 36. It's fine. 
Speaking Maybe of being, shouldn't have waited this long. But. Speaking of being age, uh, ancient, um, I I just want to get to bed before midnight. So you know, I, I will have it known that I was not strong armed into doing the show, For despite me. overtime or something. It's like you know, I got I got stuff to do. I, I'm no, not, this is going to be a two hour show. Well, uh, then downstairs. we better get to it. Yeah, uh, plenty discussed uh, to discuss tonight, as always. A special counsel's report in Biden's classified documents investigation recommends no charges on the basis that he's senile. Or something very close to that. So Biden puts his senility on full display with a press conference to deny it. And suddenly, even strangely, a lot of Democrats and media personalities are seeming to turn on him a little bit. Talk about replacing him. I, I don't know. I've been skeptical of this replace Biden theory that has been floated for a while now. Seems like it's getting a little more legs after this. Maybe maybe that's what's to come in the in the next year. Here. Yeah, maybe. I mean, do you think that he can do this again? Uh, I don't think he can do anything right now. I don't think he does anything right now. But uh, no, we'll get to that in a minute. And his ball chin. I don't want to see his ball chin <laughs> for another four years. That's the is, real reason. Is scrotal a word? Is, is yeah. that the adjective? Okay. Yeah, he's yeah, got is. scrotal lower face. Yeah. Like no old man I've ever seen just <laughs> dangling chin balls. Uh, a Democrat, Pennsylvania state representative, drunkenly threatens a bar with closure in a hilarious do you know who I am type moment. Kind of feel for the guy. How? I, how could you possibly? Nobody. I shouldn't say nobody because okay. Fauci exists. That guy needs tar and feather immediately. I understand, but like I was an alcoholic in a day where it was so much less likely for your drunken antics to be videotaped, and I thank God every day for that. <laughs> you also so were not a politician. That's true. Silly woman. Representing people. It wasn't people. great. Okay. I just always so, feel kind of bad for somebody that's like plastered. Like, do you know who I am? Odds you know, are, I just, if you have to say it, they don't know who you are. And there's no yeah, reason like, for them to know who you are. Would you have known who he was? If he, no. He, he's, I'd be like, I don't know who you are. His brother's in Congress, but I don't even know who his brother is. And his brother is yeah. much more high profile. This guy is yeah. in the Pennsylvania State House. Like when Reese Witherspoon did this, I'd be like, oh, well. I did do she do this? Are. That happened? Yeah, when her husband was getting a DUI. Yeah. Oh, I haven't seen that one. Uh-huh. Uh, we'll talk uh, at least a couple moments of the Tucker Putin interview. I know it was a big disappointment because Putin rambled on and on about how he doesn't like Nazis. So I, I don't know if your Putin opinion has declined. I don't of know. This. I had some problems with the interview. Okay. We'll get to those. We'll talk about that. Plus, of course, we have hoax hate entries, one of which is that that blackface, not blackface Indian kid. Showed up at the Super Bowl. He's back and there's more news on him. But he bitched out and he didn't wear blackface. Oh, come he, on. Kid. He wore red, white, and yellow paint. You Isn't he like on. nine, though? He still bitched out. I don't care. He should have worn more black paint at the Super okay, Bowl. Okay, you can't expect a kid to have like big balls before his balls have dropped. <laughs> okay, fair rule. I, I won't argue that point. Plus, um, tonight's movie review uh, is Emperor's, The Emperor's, rather. The Emperor's New Groove. So stick around. We'll catch up with your super chats in between topics as well. Ten bucks and up on the Sunday show because we are no good low down money grabbers. Of course, it will be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material. Remember, you can two, find two hours of listening material. I'm trying. I'm going. Stop interrupting <laughs> me and maybe we'll get there. Hey, remember, you can find everything show related and support the show for as little as a buck a month over on the website. That is 
MattChristensenMedia.com. Listener support is hugely appreciated, and it is what keeps the show operational. So if you enjoy the show, please consider supporting the show. We also have show merchandise for sale on the site. Plus, we have offers from friendly listener-owned businesses as well. This week's feature business is our friends at Hope Innovations. Have you ever wanted to grow your own garden? but you didn't feel like you had the space. With food prices rising and chemicals being added to our food every day, you might consider adding a hydroponic garden system to your home. Grow clean and fresh produce all year round with the Eden Tower from Hope Innovations. When it comes to growing your own food, invest in the best system out there and discover the joy of regularly having freshly harvested salads, homegrown herbs, tomatoes, peppers, and more with your very own hydroponic system engineered to be elegant and practical. The Eden Tower stands above the competition which it's, with its patented cup system that allows you to drop a seed and go. You do not need a green thumb to easily grow delicious and nutritious food right in your own home. Blonde has personal experience with this kit over the last year or so, and it has worked well as advertised. Get 200 bucks off an Eden Tower hydroponics kit from Hope Innovations through a listener-exclusive link available only on my website. Head on over to mattchristensenmedia.com slash deals. Find the Hope Innovations uh, section there and click the link for $200 off an Eden Tower hydroponics kit and get started growing your own food easily and simply today. Find everything you need from our friends over at Hope Innovations, plus other great offers from the rest of our friendly listener-owned businesses like Hero Soap Company, Western Razor Company, Kineo Mountain Woodsmithing, and more. That's at mattchristensenmedia.com slash deals, deals by listeners, for listeners. And of course, don't forget, never forget, our signature soaps are always available from Hero Soap Company. Try Timberline or Old West from yours truly. Try Oat Plus Almond from Blonde. Or try all three. Plus, Hero Soap is uh, has other great uh, products for you to try as well. Try any of those uh, great offerings with promo code MCLISTENER for 10% off. Uh, or get, get 10% off, rather, everything from our friends at Hero Soap Company at HeroSoapCompany.com using promo code MCLISTENER. Find more information at MattChristensenMedia.com slash deals as well. One more quick housekeeping item. Uh, my new Wednesday show over on Tenant Media, I've mentioned uh, I've had some interesting guests lately. But uh, it's called the Matt Christensen Hour, and it's now available on podcast audio feeds. I know you guys have been asking for those people who prefer to listen to audio formats as opposed to video. I know it took a little while, but it's up now. So thanks for patience with that. So if you head on over to the podcast page of my website, you will find the show in both video and audio formats. Audio shows now on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, or I've got just the RSS feed for you to plug into your podcasting app of choice. And as I mentioned, there's been a lot of great guests lately. I had Harvard law professor Lawrence Lessig on to discuss the Supreme Court Trump ballot disqualification case. We just heard the arguments on that on Thursday. Prior to that, I had some Boeing workers from the audience on to discuss DEI initiatives at the company, among other great guests. And this week, I just recorded the conversation. I have Adam Vina. Adam Vina is a Southern California father who had his parental custody revoked because he opposes the gender transition of his five-year-old son. I stress five years old. That's coming up Wednesday night. Again, podcast page of the website to check that out. MattChristensenMedia.com slash podcasts. Okay. Hopping into the news. I, I mean, this was a disaster week for Biden for many reasons, but I am absolutely baffled 
that he has political advisors telling him, you know, it'd be a good idea instead of not doing the Super Bowl interview, which is customary for presidents and traditional, he's not doing it for the second consecutive year. You know, it'd be a great idea. Just cut a short video for Twitter in which you complain about your own economic policy, which is exactly what he did. He, uh, he posts this Super Bowl message video this morning and he's complaining about his own economics or at least the economic state of the country, which he presides over. He says big snack companies are shrinking the amount of food they put in the bag or the box or the bottle. It's called shrinkflation. And I'm very sick of it, Biden says. And I call on Congress to help me put a stop to it. The Super Bowl Sunday. If you're anything like me, you like to be surrounded by a snack or two while watching the big game. You know, when buying snacks for the game, you might have noticed one thing. Sports drinks bottles are smaller. A bag of chips has fewer chips, but they're still Bro. charging it just as much. And as an ice cream lover, what makes me the most angry is that ice cream cartons have actually shrunk in size, but not in price. I've had enough of what they call shrinkflation. It's a ripoff. Some companies are trying to pull a fast one by shrinking the products little by little and hoping you won't notice. Give me a break. The American public is tired of being played for suckers. I'm calling on companies to put a stop to this. Let's make sure businesses do the right thing now. Okay. How could they even do that? How could companies do that? Hey, stop it. Hey, big Dorito and big goldfish cracker. Stop it. Oh, good Lord. These, I mean, I don't know what percent of Americans this actually sells. I, I'm baffled that anybody believes this, but you'd have to believe that the prices of these goods are just arbitrarily set whenever I always see this blamed on corporate greed as though like as though Frito-Lay and Nabisco are sitting around colluding going guys I just realized a secret we could be greedy no one's ever realized this before or maybe when you have a crappy energy policy and (laughs) you flood the money you flood the economy with funny money that doesn't mean much yeah what a surprise uh, suddenly the cost of the thing the cost of the ingredients and the labor necessary to make the goldfish cracker and the Dorito chip go up And you can't make that product for the low price that used to be possible. But I guess you would have to believe to buy into this. You have to believe that there's this this great big snack cartel that has colluded to punish us all. And ice cream's in on it, too. Don't forget them. Big dairy. (laughs) Big dairy. (laughs) Hand in hand with big cracker and big cookie. Uh (laughs) I mean, you have to be a complete imbecile to to buy this. But something like half the country does, allegedly. No, there's absolutely no way that's true. Uh I I think no way that's true. I think so. I would love to see. Would you support if you could poll? Would you support food price controls as a federal policy? Like Taco Bell is not allowed to charge more than three dollars per taco. Do you think he'd do that? He would say that? I don't know if he would say that. I just wonder what percent of the country would say, that sounds like a good idea. We should try it. (laughs) Probably a lot. Probably a lot. More than it should be. That doesn't mean that they're buying that this is a non-Biden. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose that's a different question. Do they believe that that it's... (laughs) That it's it's the uh, the action of Big Cracker and Big Cookie, the greed of them that is causing this. Anyway, uh, well, I have a okay. careful, put myself in the mindset so I don't misspeak and get us in trouble. Uh, I have a Noah. Kaniga update. How do you say that name? It's Noah. Thank you. 
Why would spacing out Noah and Kaniga get you in less trouble? I don't know. It's I'm the just... cut. Oh, no, you don't want to do that. <laughs> just I, the bit doesn't have to make sense. Just lean into it. <laughs> Noah Kaniga, of course, is the high school athlete phenom who is uh, being recruited to play linebacker at some high level college football programs. As we mentioned in a prior discussion, this Kaniga also plays <gasps> basketball. And of course, it's currently basketball season. So a social media comedian, I'm unfamiliar with his prior work, but I'm a fan of this one. His name is Austin Mantis Taylor. He is apparently also from Indiana. So he went to Lawrenceburg, which is where, uh, which is where Noah Kaniga plays basketball and football. This is just West of Cincinnati. And he had to see this Kaniga play for himself. And just to be safe, Austin brought his black friends with him to make sure he didn't get any, in any trouble at all. I went to watch the greatest white basketball player. Basketball player. I know who? Who's number ten? Canada. Hey, you know I'll pass. You already got one, man. Oh! Hey, nigga, nice man. Don't get that white boy the ball. And get that nigga the ball. No, can they get the line? Shooting two. Hey, lucky can nigga. Let's go, Tigers. Here we go. No, I can't. Shut up, pass it to my nigga, man. Bro, the ball gotta go to my nigga to nigga, bro. So it's no uh no nigga. Oh okay. Just keep grinding, do your thing, man. I swear to God, we're gonna make it for real. Dude, he got a game-worn Kaniga jersey, okay? That's a collectible. Oh, oh, man. I love that bit where the white guys can only chant, Noah, ka, and then the, the black guys can chant the rest. <laughs> Everyone's like, ooh, that poor old lady <laughs> that had to deal with that. That's, oh. She's at a tough spot, for sure. Um, Shit, what do I do? Now, I, I am not trying to disrespect Noah Kaniga, but I don't buy this new thing that it's Kaniga. He keeps saying, it's, oh, it's Kaniga. Okay, first of what, all, what would you do? I, I would just, it, your name is what it is, man. Do you see, do yeah. you see Diego Fago trying to act like it's not what it is? No, or maybe Fago is. <laughs> maybe, maybe the actual pronunciation is just faggot. It and might then be. He, he's just trying to get out of this. I think that he has changed it a little bit with, with his newfound fame. And my evidence for that is that the lady at the game still says it, Kanega. And there was that interview that we played the first time we talked about this with his dad, Coach Kaniga. And the interviewer said, hey, Coach Kaniga, what did you think about the game? And Coach Kaniga did not dispute the pronunciation Kaniga in any way. Who does that, though? Well, if someone says your name completely wrong, I don't know. Kaniga and Kaniga are hardly different. I don't think I'm correct. Well, it's 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 a very subtle change. That's true. Mm. Anyway, uh, in other student athlete news. Uh, this is getting so ridiculous. A friend of mine sent this to me and I thought, are these are these dudes trolling at this point or is this real? But it appears to be real. You have a college volleyball game in Canada where it's like almost mostly guys playing. Yeah. OK, so Women's one team volleyball, by the way. I mean, yeah, one team, it was three trannies and the yeah. other team, it was two trannies. And guess which team won? The three tranny team. <laughs> it is true. Yeah. Okay, this is, good in, for this is Canada. Yeah. Uh, Seneca College and Centennial College in Toronto. These look like, okay, my first instinct was like, oh, there's like a lady boy tranny element in Canadian college volleyball. But I think they're like 
Canadian Indians. I think they're First Nation people. They looked like Pacific Islander or something to me, but maybe that's maybe it is an Indian thing. Am I wrong? I, no, I can see it now that I scroll down and look at these. I, yeah, I can see what you're saying. That makes more sense because I thought, why is this like such an Asian thing? Even though I guess there are a lot of. Wait, where is this? This is not Vancouver or something, right? This is it's Toronto. OK, so. It, OK, there's a, there's yeah. like a ton of Asians in Vancouver, maybe less in Toronto, I'd assume. So maybe this is more of an Indian thing. So amongst some of these trannies, there are more than uh, have been presented in these two games. Two major head injuries to female volleyball athletes in the Ontario College Athletic Association. Did they get the ball caused. spiked into their face or how'd that happen? Yeah. Uh, that's that's yeah. legit what it is. Okay. A pretty bad TBI uh, on one of the chicks. The other one had a, had a pretty minor concussion. Um, also, five of the six trannies uh, for OCAA, the Ontario College Athletic Association, have not had any hormone therapy and have not had anything surgically removed. They're just straight up dudes. No, no yeah. alteration whatsoever. Nothing. And there's no current policy in the OCAA that listed publicly on their website about eligibility of transgender women. So there's like no requirements. There are other requirements in different volleyball leagues that they have to get tested and their testosterone has to be under a certain level and stuff, but apparently not an OCAA. So all of these men were previously on the rosters as in, on the male volleyball <laughs> so they came over like yeah. uh, leah thomas style because leah thomas used to be a male swimmer a yeah mediocre... they're like we suck at volleyball as men so why don't we dress as women and injure all the women and then win it's kind of brilliant i love what is happening women's sports should be destroyed all of women's spaces <laughs> should be invaded by men is this is so funny. This is I, I couldn't stop laughing. We should watch this. It, so well, so David Menzies with the rebel who is no stranger to a, a, a confrontational style of journalism. He, he I, I love <laughs> every time he shows up at a scene like this. It's hilarious. So I love the work that he does. He shows up at this scene and I mean, he's confrontational. Yeah, but he's just asking questions and he's talking to many of these uh, trans athletes, including this. I don't even know what the most aggressive person is. I don't know if it's a guy. I don't know if it's a chick. I don't know if that's a player. It's just a very angry thing yelling at him. This female volleyball game that we witnessed earlier featured not one, not two, not three, not four, but five men pretending to be females. Three were on Seneca, two were on Centennial. Gee, can you imagine which side won? Not only that, the male players were always on the court. So you had biological female substitutes just sitting on the bench for the entire game. Why are you filming me? You don't have my permission. Uh, we don't need your permission. Oh, we're in a yeah. public space. Why are you talking to me then? Uh, well, you came to oh, us, actually. You came to me. Uh, no, you so came to us. Why are you disrespectful us. then? Huh? Why are you being disrespectful? I, well, why are you being transphobic? Huh? Why? Wait, wait, no, no. Oh, am I being transphobic? Why? You shut up. Why? Oh, wow. Answer my question. Did okay. we trigger you? No, you didn't trigger Are me. Are you trans too? Do I look trans to you? Uh, who knows these days? Okay, so why what about you characters? How about you guys? No comment. I hope you can go rot in hell, you f***ing white Wow. You white piece of shit, he says. Okay. Oh, yikes. I forgot to pull that sound clip. You shut up! You I shut need up. that one. That's There's some practical use for that. So, okay. The, the clip, the full... Uh, video clip from David Menzies and Rebel is hilarious. He goes on to act like he's going to fight them. This uh, aggressive Asian, I guess it's, what do you think? Gay guy? Is that what that is? Uh, yeah. Something like that. But he's, tr- he's, 
he's acting like he's going to physically fight the reporter and there are police or security guards holding him back. So he's he's trying to do that bit of like, oh, man, I'll kick your ass. Oh, they're holding me back. Oh, I can't. I can't. There's nothing I can do. I'm thinking. And David Menzies, David Menzies is an older man, but I guarantee he could still kick oh, that really? guy's I, ass. I can't picture him. He's like he's got to be like 50 or 60. So I, it's it's a fight I would like to see if this guy wants to pick it, but it didn't happen. All right. Uh, did you watch this clip ahead of time? Speaking of uh, women's athletics. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> although there were some things that I appreciated about it in a genuine way. So okay. We can talk about well, on the other side of the clip, let's let's hear it. Uh, but earlier this month, in fact, I think it was this week. I don't know. But there's this international competition among police squads. And it's called the UAE. Isn't it weird that they even have those? I don't know. There's kind of like military style tactical games all the time. I get it. I understand. They they say this is like the Olympics of elite police units is the idea. And this was in Dubai and different countries send different elite police teams to compete in these various physical challenges and obstacle courses. The country of of Chile, Chile. Chile. I guess there were several women's teams, but Chile got very progressive with its approach. As far as I understand, Chile sent only a female SWAT unit. Really? And in this particular news coverage, this all female team was sent to demonstrate that the critical fight against crime knows no gender. And then they took to the obstacle course and immediately demonstrated that fighting crime may not know a gender, but uh, crossing a zip line definitely knows a gender five ladies teams involved in the ue swat challenge this year belarus thailand chile two teams from the emirates (laughs) the violations major safety violations for dropping weapons in the water dropping their guns in the water all of the equipment oh well they're not giving up they're not giving up well the judges are telling the other team members they can't assist and uh, drag their colleague across and there we go Uno más. Uno más. Vamos, uno más. Yay! Your sympathy for this? Um, okay, so the chicks were at least saying, like, we do the same exact thing. Okay. The same course. The same exact course. I mean, it was a disaster, right? I would uh, say the but- robbers got away if they deploy this team to yeah. get them, yeah. Totally. But at least they didn't give him a different course, right? I guess if you're going to do it, if you're going to make the claim that that uh, fighting crime knows no gender, then you have to have an equal opportunity in that way. Yeah. Uh, equal difficulty. Uh, my sources say that was actually the first obstacle in the event. I, I didn't see all of it. I, I think you can watch most of this, if not all of it on YouTube. I was trying to find the results. I got confused because I wasn't sure what exactly this team name was. At first, it looked like they didn't get last, but then I wasn't sure that I was looking at the right teams. I'm not sure how they placed, actually. Uh, 
but uh, it does make me if they didn't get last, it does make me want to watch the other teams. I don't know how that went. Um, hopefully yeah. for the for this team, the rest of the contests, or the rest of the events were baking cookies and washing dishes. I think they crushed vacuuming <laughs> the tactical vacuuming. They they destroyed the competition. All right. Uh, did you catch this Sonny Hostin moment? I get yep, a lot, yep. Sonny. It's been a lot of Sonny Hostin moments lately. <laughs> Uh, last week, of course, we heard from from co-host of The View, Sonny Hostin, claiming without any supporting evidence that her son gets called the N-word repeatedly when he walks on the Florida beaches because she's a constant racial victim. That was the idea. And she's also been a longtime supporter of racial reparations, as in paying the descendants of slaves to correct for history's wrongs. Well, it got very awkward for Sonny Host, uh, Hostin this week when she was on PBS's show Finding Your Roots. And learned that she is actually the descendant of Spanish slave owners. <laughs> Hostin is half black and half Puerto Rican. Turns out her third great grandfather was part of the slave trade. And she reacted in shock, but insisted later on the view doesn't change anything. She still supports reparations. And actually, she is now enriched. She's personally enriched by how far her family has come from slaveholders to, of course, good, virtuous progressives. Wow. I'm 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 a little bit in shock. I, I just always thought of myself as Puerto Rican, you know, half Puerto Rican. <laughs> I didn't think I was uh my family was originally from Spain and slaveholders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So how are you feeling, my friend? Um I just um I guess it's a fact of life that uh this is how some people made their living on the backs of others. At first, I was deeply disappointed. The I still, slave thing is a bummer. It's a bummer. And I can't control it. I still believe in reparations, like, by whoa. the way, so y'all can stop texting me and emailing me and saying that I'm a white girl and that I don't deserve reparations. <laughs> That's, I still believe oh, that- Someone did that to you? Yes. I don't know. I still believe in reparations. I still believe this country has a lot to do in terms of racial justice. I'm enriched by knowing that history. And I'm enriched by knowing that my family has come so far from being enslavers to my mother marrying my father in 1968. Well, yeah. I, I don't know what she was expecting. You can tell just by looking at her that she has some kind of European ancestry. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, clearly. And then everybody has some kind of person that's done something terrible in their lineage and none of us should be on the hook for it. So, I, also, I also find it interesting. Am I understanding her correctly? First, I thought she just meant we've come so far in, in our values, but she actually cites her parents' interracial marriage as like a virtue because of the race is the wait, implication. So it, it's it's her Puerto Rican mother and her black father? I don't know which is which, but one is black and one is Puerto That's Rican. That's like barely an interracial marriage. Like. <laughs> I guess. I, that, that that's how far she's we've come from slaveholders to having an interracial marriage what progress i get like okay yeah. <laughs> okay <laughs> but but and the obvious question is why does none of this apply to white people with the exact same fact pattern she still supports reparations it's like okay when are you cutting the check voluntarily contribute reparations right now but no, no, I, I I just mean stealing from other people and stealing from your children's future. That's what I mean. I don't mean cutting the check myself, of course. Oh, thank you, Sonny Hostin. Appreciate it very much. And and if she's so enriched to know that her family owned slaves, but is now beyond that. Well, I mean, in that's, America, 
unclear. He was part of he was he was from Spain and part of the slave trade is what they say. So I, I don't know. Did he bring did the Spanish guy bring slaves to the Americas? I, I don't know what happened know. historically. But why doesn't that apply to every single white person with the same background? Why hasn't every white person who has a slaveholder in their family history, why don't they get the benefit of growing beyond that and not owing reparations anymore? Because they hate white people oh. and want to punish them eternally. Oh, that does seem to be a common principle. It would be hard to argue otherwise. Well, this week, uh, Congress has been battling over what's most important, how many bajillion dollars to give to Ukraine and Israel. Uh, that is the result of the border uh, debates that have been going on. Well, we can't agree on anything, so we're going to find some common ground on how many bajillion dollars to give to Ukraine and Israel. They packaged all of these things together with that joke of a border bill that's totally unnecessary anyway because Biden can tighten up the border if he wants to. He just doesn't want to. That all failed. They're going to stick with what's really important. Screw your border. Screw our border. Got to give a bajillion dollars to get the Ukrainian and Israeli borders under control. And so instead of a $118 billion combined bill, now it's a, it's slimmed down, streamlined $95 billion bill to give money to Ukraine and Israel. And this bill, 18 Republicans have signed on to support, or at least, I, I guess I'm unclear what the support means there, signed on to support at least to advance the bill. Uh, because it passed through a procedural vote today, 67 to 27. Now, assuming this aid package does pass the Senate, hasn't yet, but if it does, definitely not clear that it has support in the House. But I think we should all have faith that our government can finally come together to send billions of our dollars to totally unaccountable foreign waste that, funny, happens to line many of their friends' pockets in the end, because that sort of thing always finds a way. We'll have to keep an eye on that. But I bring all of that up. One, it's important for its own sake. But because of what Democrat Senator Chris Murphy said this week, discussing the failure of the border portion of the bill on Wednesday, uh, Wednesday, Murphy said to Chris Hayes on MSNBC that Democrats care most about the undocumented, as in Democrats care most about illegals. The negotiation didn't have a path to citizenship. It was entirely on their terms in order to get Ukraine funding, right? Well, I mean, Chris, that's been a failed play for 20 years. So right. you are right that that has been the Democratic strategy for 30 years, maybe. Uh, and it has failed to deliver for the people we care about most, the undocumented Americans that are in this country. <laughs> It's one of those where I'm like, okay, I gotta, I gotta go. He, that must have been a misspeak. He'll tweet like, oh, man, I, that's not what I meant. Here's what I meant. Or he, sometimes you hear a quote like that, you know who he's talking about, even if he says the wrong word. He's not. That's not an error, actually. Yeah. The in the rest of the interview, Murphy continued to state that the inclusions of policies. He he described the inclusion of left leaning policies within the bill that were substantial for people who actually care about migrants. He added this bill style had in it some really important things for migrant rights. So he, he legitimately was advertising his support for this bill on the basis that it's good for migrants, that he's sticking up for migrants, that he, in fact, cares about migrants first, which is a hell of a position to take. But here he is. Um, I, I, I trust that he will stand up for migrant rights when his kids get Molly Tibbetsed 
too. Oh, yeah. He seems like that kind of guy. Probably would. But, uh, but yeah, so look forward to that. We got lots of great bills coming out of Congress. Can't wait. But that brings us to the big news of the week as it relates to the president, which is this uh, special counsel report. And by now, you've probably seen the news on that or the headline level characterization of it. But on Thursday, special counsel Robert Hur, I in my mind, he's forever Ben Hur. <laughs> and I've never even yeah. seen that movie, but I can't make him Robert. <laughs> he was appointed to investigate um, Biden's possession of classified documents at his Delaware home. Documents from his time as vice president in a report with conclusions that are very Hillary and Comey ask. Her concludes that Biden did indeed willfully retain classified material at his uh, or after his vice presidency when he was a private citizen. From the report, quote, among the places Mr. Biden's lawyers found classified documents in the garage was a damaged open box containing numerous hanging folders, file folders and binders. The box was in a mangled state. So what are these documents? Well, mostly they are military and foreign policy materials uh, from Ooh. and about Afghanistan, as well as some of Biden's personal notes from meetings, again, when he was vice president with sensitive information in them. Biden relied on these notes while writing his memoir that was published in 2017. He worked with a ghostwriter on the book, and he read from those notebooks to the ghostwriter, meaning he shared classified information with that ghostwriter person. Some of these documents were marked top secret slash SCI as in sensitive uh, compartmented information. This is the highest sensitivity. And in this context, you would assume it deals with U.S. military programs or military programs of foreign countries. But uh, her did not recommend charges because this special counsel is not confident that the case can be proven beyond a reasonable doubt because Joe Biden is a forgetful old man from the report. We have also considered that at trial, Mr. Biden would likely present himself to a jury as he did during our interview with him as a sympathetic, well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory. Ooh. Based on our direct interactions with and observations of him, he is someone for whom many jurors uh, will want to identify reasonable doubt. It would be difficult to convince a jury uh, that they should convict, uh, convict him, rather. By then, a former president well into his 80s of a serious felony that requires a mental state of willfulness. In other words, Joe Biden provably did the crime, but the special counsel does not think a jury will vote to convict because he's a pathetic, sad old man who can't yeah. remember anything. And yeah. for all the, the critic in the intro, we heard some of the MSNBC panel. Well, why is it, his forgetfulness relevant? Why is it relevant? The reason it's relevant is because her is explaining why he's not confident he can secure a conviction. The facts of of the case plainly support a conviction, but you got to consider the state of the defendant and the state of the defendant is not one that in his estimation lends itself to a likely conviction. That's why. Well, it's just a political spirit. I don't like, Well, no. I mean, from her perspective, too, you also got to you got to recognize if he comes out and says uh, Biden did it, but no, we, we don't recommend any any charges. Well, what's the uproar there? Why don't you recommend any charge? You got to explain. And if he just says, cause that's a political controversy of its own too. Among, uh, among the sad old man thing is not going to, it's not going to work. Well, he's I trying mean, to get reelected. What's the fucking plan here? It, it, you I can't guess it, do both. I guess it works to get out of this particular criminal matter, 
It but, is highly detrimental to his campaign, though. Uh, yeah. Everybody, even even people that are in his camp are like, he clearly it, it lacks mental viability. And he had to go out and do the press conference, which we'll get to in a moment. I mean, if they oh, just... that was a disaster. If you just took the W and like, yeah. yeah, he said I'm forgetful. I You just release a statement that says, I disagree with the assessment, mm-hmm. but I respect the special counsel's uh, conclusions and yes, yeah. due process of law has been served. Whatever. Just do that. No, he had to come out and do the press. No, I'm I'm the sharpest man ever. <laughs> okay. So I how dare you ever say I would forget Bo? That's one of the big controversies here. And I'm kind of on his side on that. Because there's no effing way Joe Biden forgot Bo. I've never heard him not remind someone I know, of Bo I know. before. <laughs> See, all he does is He'd remind be better of, off if he forgot Bo. Yeah. Yeah. All he does is remind Bo. We just <laughs> remind people of Bo. We just saw him last week talking to a gold star family. Hey, yeah. I'm sorry that your daughter died, but uh don't forget Bo. But yeah, that is the accusation. Among among Biden's examples of Biden's forgetfulness, um, he could not remember within several years when his son died, the special counsel says. And then in the interview with the special counsel's office, he didn't remember when he was vice president, forgetting on the first day of the interview when his term ended. If it was 2013, when did he stop being vice president? Uh, and forgetting the second day uh, of the interview when his term began. Was it in 2009? Am I still vice president? He couldn't couldn't remember it. And again, to that MSNBC panel, the other thing they say was, well, I mean, anytime you're you're in, as part of a, uh, an interview in a criminal investigation, it's always legally advisable to say, I don't recall. Yeah, I agree. If the if the special counsel is asking you, hey, did you know that there's top secret information in a box in your garage? If you can plausibly say, I don't recall, that is advisable. The context of these, um, uh, the, the things he's forgetting here is not matters really related strictly to the, the classified information. It's just... Right. Yeah. Matters of your, not even your everyday life, like major points in your biography, he can't remember. Those really have no criminal implication at all. That's why the forgetfulness is is rather alarming. Now, uh, reports say that that this, this special counsel report really pissed Biden off. And maybe that's why <laughs> he went out and did this press conference. His aides had uh, access to this report a little before it was public, apparently. So they've known about this. But when the report became public, at least according to this CNN report, Biden grew livid at the details. In a private meeting with Democrats in Virginia on Thursday afternoon, Biden cursed while venting in his anger. Quote, in the meeting, Biden asked how anyone could believe he would forget the day his son died using profanity to punctuate his fury. According to people familiar with the comments, how could I effing forget that Biden said, according to one of the people, as always, like with Trump's administration, this is anonymous sources with knowledge who say, I I don't want to take everything that like that sort of CNN reporting says uh, as automatically true. And even if he did say it, how could I effing forget that? The interpretation is like, there's no way I forgot that. Maybe he means, oh, man. How could I ever forget that? How I can't believe I did. <laughs> yeah. I, but I don't know. Man, who knows what he meant? But yeah, so Biden gets really pissed, according to CNN at least, and he decides the best way, the best way to manage this anger and to prove to everyone how sharp he actually is, is to walk out and, um, well, he's, he thinks, show us all how present and sharp he is, but he ends up making a series of mistakes in what is a press conference I think they'd like to have oh. back. I don't want to 
watch it. Okay. I ju- I'm not going to okay. go through all the clips. I just the one. The Did one you watch I, the whole thing? It was just torturous. He's he's kind of almost half yelling at the reporters. Ah, oh. I've never forgotten anything. I, I can't. And what did he say to uh, Peter Ducey? I'm so forgetful that I still let you answer let questions you or whatever, yeah. <laughs> or ask questions. Yeah. Anyway, um, so so I just want to play the bow clip because this is a you know, this is kind of Biden at his, uh, I suppose his most uh, offended during the during the press conference. And again, he's speaking about the special counsel's report. How dare you? How dare you say that I forgot Bo's death? I may forget a lot of things, but I've never once shut up about Bo's death. I know there's some attention paid to some language in the report about my recollection of events. There's even reference that I don't remember when my son died. How in the hell dare he raise that? Frankly, when I was asked the question, I thought to myself, it wasn't any of their damn business. Let me tell you something. It's everyone's business. All Some the time. Comment, I wear yeah. since the day he died, every single day, the rosary he got from Our Lady of... Whatever. I don't need anyone. <laughs> I don't need anyone to remind me when he passed away. Passed away. I'm gritting my teeth because I'm very angry about it. Uh, okay. Uh, I mean... No. It's really hard to um, make me not have any pity for somebody whose son died really tragically, but he's exploited it so much. Uh, yeah. Now, you mentioned it in there as our resident uh, Catholic. I hate to put you on the spot, but are you are you familiar with Our Lady of? <laughs> I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. Mental lapse. <laughs> yeah. Our Lady of Mental Lapse. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Our the, Lady the, of Dementia. The the patron saint of brain farts is yeah. what we just watched. Uh, so I, I don't know if he genuinely forgot where he, he got Bo's rosary or if he just moved on to the next thing. I don't know what happened there. He also confused the president of Mexico and the president of Egypt while talking about Gaza in the meeting. He actually stepped out for a little bit. He he left and then came back and said, wait a minute, let me talk about Israel and Gaza too. <laughs> That's not going to oh, make yeah. it better. I don't know what his aides are allowing him. Just once he leaves, first, he should have never walked out in the first place. But once he's out, he's out, man. You got to go. Yeah. You're probably right that they're posturing him for for being out. I don't know. I've been be so Why else would they be allowed? His, his handlers would be so careful about his public appearance. Yeah. And how often he was revealing his obviously demented state. Um, but it's like they don't give a fuck and they're letting him do whatever they want. Grandpa's got his pants off. He's jerking off at the bus station or whatever. And they just don't care. Like, they're, there is they're like, some, All right, this is happening. There is some dissonance, some disconnect in yeah. his handlers saying, definitely don't do the Super Bowl interview, which implies they yeah. have a lack of confidence in him. But, but go out fine. in your emotionally yeah. bothered state to defend your family it. honor. Yeah, just, yeah, at a the, press conference. Yeah. But then they took the um oh wait, I guess we aren't at my segment yet. But it, you know, we should talk about this anyway. Then they took we the can video do that if down. You want. Yeah. Do you want to talk about that now? We can do that. I mean, there's not much to it. They took the video down off of the White House live portion, but I think it remained up the whole time in its regular videos. And then they reposted it. So I'm like, I would like to think like this might have been accidental or had no nefarious, but they obviously wanted to get it out of circulation. Although it's so, it was so widely replicated. 
and, and re-uploaded that I don't know how they could possibly think that that was going to work. Maybe it genuinely was an accident. They were saying that they took it down or unlisted it to add a version with the sign language interpreter in there. Maybe that's true. But they I don't have know. Lots of videos without the sign language stuff too. Dude, and that woman is so ugly. We talked about her one time. Have you seen her recently? <laughs> She's never... like super ugly and then like really animated. I'm like, this is just a terrible combination, you know? I don't want to see an ugly woman move her face that much. Or her hands. <laughs> or poor sign language lady. Jeez. I don't, uh, I don't know what to say. I, I have disdain for truly unattractive women. And it's not fair. But I just do. I don't no. know. All right. I guess I haven't checked it out closely enough. Uh, but we talked about her one time. And we talked about how ugly she was. I, she I was remember like, her enthusiasm. I certainly remember yeah. that. But I, I, I have not uh, evaluated her say for anything. qualities <laughs> otherwise. Uh, but even, even if it's true that they, they took it down or they, they wanted to add the sign language interpreter, you also don't really have to take it down in the interim. You can just put the sign language and you can make that while it's up yeah. and replace it or something. And I don't know. I, I guess I'm not thoroughly convinced that this is some big scandal because if they were tr- really trying to hide it, you don't go and post the sign language interpreter anyway. And but It was posted a whole day later. Yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe, maybe there's something to it. But, but yeah, uh, apparently there's also... Um, there's an audio recording of this five hour interview Biden did as part of this investigation. It was five hours over two days. The special counsel described that as painfully slow. I got to think it's likely that members of Congress are going to seek the release of that recording. The white house has said they may release a transcript, but nobody wants to read that. We want to hear the recording, but all of this brings us to this. What is becoming a little bit of a noticeable pattern here? Um, are we watching a change of course from the usual Democrat party and, and media circling the wagons to protect Biden? MSNBC's panel did as you'd expect. I played it in the show intro, so I won't play any more of it. Oh, this is totally normal. Everyone says I don't recall. There's nothing unusual to see here at all. Okay. Joy Behar on The View. <laughs> she tried She tried the defense of, well, why? I should have grabbed that clip, but I didn't. She said, paraphrased. Why would you remember when your son died? That's a that's a tough memory one would want to repress. Okay. That's not how it works. You, you don't it's not a file on your computer that you just delete, okay? This is not uh eternal sunshine or something like that. For anybody who's suffered loss and most people have and if you have it, it will come for you. You remember exactly where you were, exactly totally. what you were doing. Yeah, yeah. You know you know every detail about it. You know, after the satanic panic thing, um, they did tons of research about the concept of repressed memories Hmm. and what uh, was discovered, at least in the scientific literature, that the concept of repressed memories ceased to exist before the satanic panic era. It's like a totally new and modern invention. And what the research shows is that people, uh, they embed trauma into their minds. They remember everything super specifically. I would repress uh, memories do not exist. Yeah. I would say the, I can only speak for my own experience and my, my own trauma. I hate that word, but you know, bad things happen in your life. Um, the detail, the details of that are as sharp as any memory I have. And 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 there's no blurring that. Yeah. 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 Because your biology wants you to um, not repeat trauma. So there's like a reason it encodes it. The whole thing's retarded though. Until your brain starts going. Until you're old and your brain starts going. And then then maybe. Mm -hmm. 
But uh, okay, so so there are several examples of this this week. CNN actually, dare I say, they ran a fan, a fact check of integrity, not just on their website in text, but on air too. They noted that this Biden press conference wasn't just kind of a mass of him being angry and uh, and mixing up things again. It actually had a series of flat out lies in it. One thing that President Biden said is basically that he stored the documents in filing cabinets that could be locked. All the stuff that was in my home was in filing cabinets that were either locked or able to be locked. Just not true, John. This report from the special counsel includes photos. Those photos include shots of a box uh, just sitting in President Biden's Delaware garage. None of the documents were highly classified. None of it was high classified. Didn't have any of that red stuff on it. You know what I mean? Around the corners. None of that. Also not true, John. The special counsel's report says that the president possessed multiple highly classified documents that were indeed marked as being highly classified documents. He did not share classified information with a ghostwriter on a book he was working on. I did not share classified information. I did not share it. With your ghostwriter? With my ghostwriter, I did not. The special counsel did say that explicitly. Her wrote, quote, Mr. Biden shared information, including some classified information from those notebooks with his ghostwriter. So, uh, if they carry that sort of uh, scrutiny to literally everything else he's ever said, maybe we'll be onto something. But... I don't know. I mean, it seems like one of the more aggressive fact checks CNN has ever done against Biden, if not the most. It was thorough. It had multiple points. You know that they had to get permission for that or even funding or direction. You know, one would assume then you got the New York Times editorial page, including uh, the lead piece by the editorial board overall, as a group, I guess the challengers of an aging president. Then you got individual submissions. Uh, Mr. President, ditch this, ditch the stealth about health. Oh, that's very clever. The question is not if Biden should step aside. It's how Democrats can no longer stay silent about Biden. This is the New York Times editorial page. You get, then you got uh, Paul Begala, of course, longtime uh, Democrat, uh, Democrat advisor and strategist. Paul Begala says on CNN that this press conference was so bad that he wet his bed. Look, uh, I'm a Biden supporter. I, I, and I slept like a baby last night. I woke up every two hours crying and wet the bed. Uh, this is this is terrible for Democrats. And anybody with a functioning brain knows that. This is going to be a really rough, ugly, unpleasant campaign. Okay. He, he, yeah, they, they would never make that admission unless they were just teeing him up. He looks like he might have wet a few beds in his time, though. So maybe that's more normal than we realize. Going into a child's bedroom and peeing on their bed is not the same thing. <laughs> uh, James Carville, also longtime Democrat strategist, likewise ripped Biden for skipping the traditional Super Bowl interview, saying it shows the campaign has little confidence in him. Quote, it's the biggest television audience, not even close. And you get a chance to do a 20, 25 minute interview on that day and you don't do it. That's kind of a sign that the staff or yourself doesn't have much confidence in you. And there's no other way to read this. Yeah. He's got, strangely honest every once in a while. He kind of gets it. He's uh, James Carville is an old school Democrat. There's like a there are shreds of sanity left in him at times, though I don't want to overstate. But he's not he's not as far gone as some. 
David Axelrod, though, even uh, David Axelrod, of course, longtime Obama advisor, likewise said on CNN at the press conference, quote, reinforced the meme that Biden is too old. He said he did contradict elements of the special counsel's report, and that undoubtedly will go on. And then he was quite angry, not just at the release of the characterizations of the special uh, of the special counsel, but at some of the reporters and what they were asking him. The most damaging things that can happen in politics there, these are things that uh, reinforce a meme that's out there that is hurting you. And the central meme that is hurting the president is this issue of his age. It's a big barrier. Axelrod appeared on CNN yesterday again, and he added a little bit more detail to this because, of course, if Biden were to be ousted or step aside or not be the candidate for this uh, upcoming election, the speculation is it would be Michelle Obama or Michael <laughs> Robinson, whichever name you prefer. And he's, he says no way Michelle Obama is going to be either a candidate or the next president because, well, the dude is just not into politics. She is not someone who likes politics. She doesn't like the tone and tenor of politics. Uh, and I would be floored if she would uh, consent to that. I have as much chance of dancing in the Bolshoi Ballet next year than uh, than that she would be president of the united states so whenever people offer these theories about uh michelle obama being the candidate or the next president or whatever especially if it's a candidate i'm always skeptical because you don't there's no like scheming or strategizing that has to go into that other than getting biden to step aside but if democrats were smart and michelle obama really wanted to do it you find a way because Michelle Obama is an infinitely more formidable candidate than Joe Biden. You don't have totally. to. And then wouldn't you keep it on the DL too? Because the, the thing that was our greatest asset in 2016 was this element of surprise. I, I don't know that it would even benefit them to uh, be posturing her as a, as a popular candidate. She, it would be better for her to come in as a dark horse candidate. And uh, she already has all of this organic support. When I wonder, I, I have no reason to think that Axelrod is wrong or lying about his understanding of Michelle Obama's appreciation of politics or not. Now, I get it. He's an Obama advisor. You might assume that he lies by default. That's fine. I'm just saying mm-hmm. I, I buy him as sincere. there, not necessarily strategizing. If it's true that Michelle Obama has no appetite for politics, but maybe an appetite for power. Another way to interpret that is. No appetite for campaigning. Yes, appetite for the presidency. And this is pure speculation. Just throwing it out there. Maybe the play would be you let Joe Biden take the campaign. He has some exit down the road and that gives her easy entry later without having to do the campaign that she doesn't want to do. And so that got me curious because NBC News has another piece uh, a piece that outright says it this weekend. Could Democrat could Democrats replace Biden as their nominee? Procedurally, I'm just curious about what's going to happen here. And it, the piece goes on and on about like, well, it, the filing deadline is long past for to get into the primaries, so really nobody can run in the primaries and beat Biden, and there's really no way to get him out. And I'm thinking, well, that's not what I'm curious about because it's not it's not Michelle Obama or whoever enters the race today and beats him on Super right. Tuesday or something. That's not what we're talking about. I want to know what happens if like they get to the convention and all the delegates are already pledged, but then they decide no or Biden decides no, or maybe post convention, like he has the nomination, but then whoops, I died or like, you know, I'm retiring 
before November, how does that work? Like what has to happen? And according to this description from NBC, if Biden withdraws after the convention to fill a vacancy on the national ticket, the DNC chair can call a special meeting of the full Democratic National Committee, which includes about 500 members. On paper, at least, all it takes is a majority vote of those present to pick a new presidential and vice presidential nominee. So there is a fairly easy path, actually, down the road post-convention if Biden just walks away. Yeah. For them to replace him with literally whoever they want. There's also, in theory, there's some there's a, a way to oust him against his will described in here. It, I mean, it could be delegates just go rogue at the convention, which they can do. They say that's unlikely because all of these people are, you know, they're they're Biden loyal people, whatever. But they can theoretically defect on mass. If that happened, you just have a you just have a a, a convention that's basically a free for all. All the delegates, mm-hmm. there are four thousand of them. They they can vote for whomever they wish. Whoever gains a majority could be the nominee. Doesn't matter how people voted in all the contests passed. And what's interesting, remember the super delegates in 2016? How controversial that was. Yeah, it's like all the party people and all the the politicians who are super delegates and they get to vote, um, and their votes their votes counted. Um, just as much as say, or I guess they were, their votes were, were more consequential individually, at least than say the average voter in, you know, whatever state, uh, because they, they took the state's votes to award delegates and then they awarded these super delegates too. And it was very controversial because the super delegates were all in Hillary's pocket. The super delegates have been scaled back since that controversy, but there are still 700 of them as in party insiders. And if, if no candidate got a majority of the 4,000 delegates at the convention, the super delegates come into play. And so the, mm-hmm. the party high ups, the party important people. Yep. Maybe, maybe this is Hillary's super delegate revenge. I mean, don't count that out either. Wouldn't that uh, be a twist? So it, it's it, all of that. All of that is a long way of saying, I don't think that Axelrod's commentary there excludes Michelle Obama necessarily. I think it excludes her from campaigning. There's no chance we're going to see Michelle Obama campaign stops. But I don't think it excludes the possibility of seeing a Michelle Obama candidate in November. It's not what I would bet. I don't I'm not predicting it's going to happen. It's just there is a a strategic angle and a and a possibility of it going that way. Agreed. She's she's not particularly likable and I don't think she'd do well on the campaign trail either. Maybe not. I mean, I I th- I think that she is extremely well liked. I think that her celebrity profile is quite yeah. high and that's what makes her such a dangerous candidate. But as far as her ability to campaign, we have no idea. In fact, she's made a lot of big mistakes on the in the rare occasions when she would say things on her husband's behalf. Remember yep. she said stuff like it was the first time I was proud of my country when Barack Obama got the nomination or something like that. I mean, she said a lot of things that were not politically advisable. Yeah. And so maybe she has some gaff tendencies despite her likability, despite people's like gaff tendencies. That's true. That's a good way to put it. I don't know. But uh, it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. By the way, I, I know it happened a little while ago, but that's exactly what happened. The Chiefs won in overtime. I, it wasn't uh, it wasn't Travis Kelsey, but. I don't know. How did the, Taylor Swift react? I don't know. I, I don't. I don't have the uh, the details Reaction. in front of me. I, I don't know why I like. Her. Was there a What's proposal? Wrong? Was there a pregnancy announcement? Anyway, I doubt. I doubt it. We're due for a break. 
So let's catch up with our Let chatters. Let's see if I need to feed Lay Baby. Yeah. Uh, let me let me grab these on Rumble while you do. Yakko, 1977. Biden is, is so mentally deficient, he won't be held responsible for his criminal acts. I think we can confirm it doesn't matter who is president. Just hand the nuclear codes to his dog at this point. Well, his dog, the, 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 which one? The well, I guess they all bite people. All his dogs are overly aggressive. But I don't know. I mean, uh, would I take the dog or would I take Biden? Uh, give me the dog, I guess. He'll, he'll bomb the hooties just the same. What's the difference? Switch to Linux. Get with the program, Matt. My hit piece I emailed you about just dropped. I have an anime VTuber weirdo trying to cancel my channels, and I only talk alt tech. And yeah, uh, pronouns in their bio. Well, uh, congratulations. Oh, thanks, thanks for supporting the show. Prono- I mean, that's a confession of insanity anytime you see it. So, uh, Lightweight. Matt uh, needs people to look at him, hence blonde. Blonde needs people to listen to her, hence Matt. Like <laughs> <laughs> the formula works still supporting, you know, I never, honestly, I never conceptualized it oh in that way. Oh my but, God. And that, th- Truer words have never been spoken. It's kind of funny. I, I'm not going to argue with your characterization there. Your friendly neighborhood fed missed the Super Bowl tonight. Cause I was playing a less gay sport hockey who won the Kansas city F words or the San Francisco 69ers got them. Either way. Hope Kelsey receives. <laughs> What? Uh, he he said, uh, how can I say this? This isn't even about like Raja Mahan censorship. It's blumpkin. just about maintaining my dignity in front of my family. A, a, um, he hopes that Travis Kelsey receives toothy services tonight. That's that's. Oh, my God, bro. Thank you. You earned it, buddy. You earned Laser 47. For anyone wondering the approximate year of Bo's passing, this was the main reason Biden sat out of the 2016 election. And oh, yeah, he wrote a book about it. Right. Yeah. Thank you for the clarification. You should be an aide for the president. He needs you every every five minutes or just put a sticky note on him that says Bo died. And was it 2015? Actually, I confess, I don't remember the year. I've forgotten how I, I think it was 2015. <laughs> yeah, it was May 30th, 2015. OK, that's all we got on Rumble. Thank you guys there. Uh, I think we're good on Odyssey. Let me uh, check here. Yeah, we're good on Odyssey. Um, and DLive, we're good. Thank you guys over there. Let's catch up with YouTube and uh, Tippy. Sure, Zors. Uh, thanks for giving the Discord server a shout out. I'm looking forward to people discussing your redacted for spoilers review on Emperor's New Groove. Congrats mm-hmm. on the new kid, Blonde. Thank you. Congrats for not being pregnant anymore. I'm happy for you guys. Two down, five more to go. I don't want to hear any excuses. Nope. We are in talks of like, vasectomies and tubal ligations over here so no more kids is that five more to go each or five more collectively i i i can't do five more dude it's on you your wife is like three years younger than i am yeah well five is a big ask five total is a big ask but seven uh, i i that's too much no my brother's about to have his fifth child wow good for him uh about to i didn't even know his wife was pregnant again when did that happen um, I guess nine months ago, eight, huh? Eight months ago, yeah. yeah. I, I I didn't get the news apparently, or I've forgotten. I guess I filed yeah. it somewhere in my brain with Bo Biden's death. You know, <laughs> just went in there somewhere. Thank you, Zors, uh, yep. for your support in the show, and of course, um, for your help reviving the Discord server. And that reminds me, actually, speaking of the movie reviews, um, I meant to link the Discord server stuff in the movie reviews. I forgot, I forgot to this week, so I will 
make a note to myself to include the Discord server audience discussion of the reviews so that if people would like to participate, they can do that in the newly revived Discord server. Thanks to Zors and company. Along now, John, Matt and I have never made love. I always thought it was a meme. There's no way Matt would be able to make love with so many audience members and be able to run his show on time, not get an STD, or end up with a leaky bottle. So I sent him my mailing address for free merch from the Super Chat competition. Didn't think much of it until two weeks later when I heard my door being kicked down and saw Matt standing there with no pants screaming. It's time. I haven't been able to sit down ever since, but the t-shirt was worth it. The great, terrific, frankly, the best merch graphic is frankly the best and everyone should have one thank well you. i'm, that was I'm so gay thank you for that i'm glad you received your shirt as well um the as as far as i understand you are an international re- uh, shipping recipient as well so anytime they have to travel overseas i appreciate when they actually arrive there so thanks for supporting the show man and thank you for representing our product in a land far far away somewhere across the ocean Bilbiz, this story is so outrageous. I hope everybody has been following this. Uh, Laura Towler, who is just the sweetest. She's just the best. Um, her husband, Sam, will be sentenced in Leeds for speech crimes on March 1st. Laura is pregnant with their second baby. He'll probably be in jail when she gives birth in April. Truly outrageous and draconian UK. It's it's so ridiculous. I, I don't know anything flyers, about this one. What's What are the facts? He made stickers that said like, it, it was so innocuous. Like white something people aren't that bad or what are we talking about? It, yes. It was something <laughs> like that. I can't quite remember what it was. It was, um, and, he, and he's been charged with, uh, with inciting racial hatred oh, in the good, UK. Good for him. Good. Let the hate time. flow through you. It's just so outrageous. So if any of you can support Laura Towler, I know that, um, she she may have a GoFundMe. She does her grandmother's tea. Uh, check out her Twitter. I'm sure you can find a way to support them. But it is just awful what is happening to her husband and their family. And I've just been you know praying that that um, he doesn't go to jail. It's so outrageous. Imagine People sitting on a jury and looking at a, a young father of two, second one about to be born, and yeah. thinking, well, that guy's words were pretty mean. So I'm going to separate this family from their father on account of the mean things that he said. Yeah. And that that's even if they were mean. I don't know what he said. Um, they might not even be mean. It was along the I can't believe I can't I can't remember. My mom is going to be so pissed if she listens to this. Uh, can you let me know in the live chat? I, I it was along the lines of like it's okay to be white. Something that innocuous. Not even yeah. like foreigners get out. Yeah. Okay. Um just right. outrageous. Let's see. Andrew Guardian, I just finished documenting the extortion that was my 2023 taxes. Obamacare shenanigans cost me $900. $900. What do you mean? It's all so much more affordable now. I demand a duel. Godspeed. Uh, we'll I, I've not this. done my taxes yet. Uh, and I never hurry to do them. You know, ever since I've been in business for myself, it's a delay until the last possible moment. Because for the most part, I don't get returns anymore. Most of the time I owe them money. It's yeah. a bill instead of a, a refund. Oh yeah, totally. Which um, is really oh, how it should be for everyone. Again, the be, trick yeah. of the oh, I got money, but like oh, this is great. Got, no, it's your money. They money. stole no, it. It's, it's bullshit. Your money. Yeah, they should. You, the experience of getting a little bit back is meant to condition you into this whole system. It's just outrageous. Let's actually do a few more. Uh, Boogeyman yeah. nine seven says, "I doubt it." Esoteric Unbanned questioning whether I should cast my bread upon Super Chat Waters again. After I doubt week. it. You all ignored my first chat. The Matt fumbled reading the second so badly it made me sound like Biden. 
Uh, well, I mean, we didn't deliberately. Wait, which, which, <laughs> well, I miss, I got to, which one did I fumble? Uh, when, which one do we need? Oh yeah. There was a, there was a joke made last week that I, I didn't think I understand. I don't think we, did we ignore your first chat? That we've Some, never ignored chat. Sometimes we, we miss them. Um, just cause you know, reading through them, we might miss them from time to time. Of course, if that does happen and you'd like to, uh, a refund, not just esoterica, but anybody for whom we miss chats, we do offer those. So send me an email. I'd be happy to get it back to you. But, uh, but we don't, we, I know we're getting into like semantics here. We don't deliberately ignore. We just probably, we just probably missed it. But uh, sorry about that, Esoterica. Um, Emma says, Blonde, please tell me the second baby is easier. The birth was so easy. That baby just slid out of my vagina. It was just. What has been way worse this time is the pooping situation, which is so much worse than birth. It's just. It's just terrible. I had a harrowing poop this morning. It was just a nightmare. <laughs> just a fucking nightmare. Okay. Thank you. Uh, but that's the birth, disgusting. It truly was. I don't even feel human. Um, but the second baby, the birth of the second baby was easier. Pregnancy, way worse. Recovery, way worse. The birth, kegwa. Hmm. Um, okay, we'll circle back. All right. Thank you guys for your support for the show. We'll come back to you. At the, um, uh, I'll have to just circle back with you. At the end, back into the news. Uh, the, this uh, this clip just had me cackling. So uh, TLDR, Democrat state rep is drunk and or high at some bar in Pennsylvania. And he's yelling at the bartender for unknown reasons. And they're telling him to get the hell out. And he pulls the do you know who I am? But did you have you learned any more context about what happened here? Just wasted, wasted guy. I don't, I don't know. This is a wasted guy, probably on pills. All right, let's just let's just play the clip. This is uh, his name is Kevin Boyle. Again, he's a Democrat state representative in uh, Pennsylvania. I can fucking end this bar, by the way. I'll fucking end this bar, by the way. This bar, Joe Corkin is done, by the way. Get the fuck out of the fucking bar. Get the fuck out of the bar. You're in United States military, Dude, right? you're on fucking drugs. Get out of the fucking bar, bro. No. Get out of the bar. I'll prevent you from fucking in a promotion. Awesome. I don't want to be a douchebag. Well, you are. Get the fuck out, bro. Seriously. But I don't want to be an asshole. But Leave the bar. Shut the fuck up. Now you're pissing me the fuck off. Seriously, get all the right. fuck out of the bar. You can't fucking be an asshole, okay? Get out of the fucking bar, bro. I'll close your fucking bar. Yeah, fucking close it, man. This bar is done. Awesome. You know who the fuck I am? This bar is done tomorrow. I don't know. It's not that bad. How is that not that bad? This guy is saying, because I'm a state representative, I'll shut down your business tomorrow. What a jackass. And that's jackassian behavior. But he said, I don't want to be a douchebag. Doesn't that mean anything? (laughs) (laughs) He didn't want to. He was just compelled to by his power trip. I understand. I don't know. I kind of hate the women, too. They're chiding him and stuff. We don't know what happened before. That's that's true. I will grant that as far as I've been able to find, there's no explanation for what led into it. But what if they were like, you have a tiny dick and then they started rolling the camera? I don't care. He's still he's a state representative threatening to His shut down a business. We're not all there. He, he he woke up in the morning. He probably was like, 
where am I? What happened last night? I I, I don't think that he's actually his defense when he drove home from this. His faculties weren't all there. To be fair, I don't. I don't know that he did do that. So I shouldn't accuse. But we should have a wider latitude for people's drunken antics. It's not just people's drunken antics. This is a guy in state (laughs) government threatening to end their livelihood because he doesn't like them. It's not just a guy being a. We don't know what those bitches did. (laughs) We don't know. if these bitches were catty, <laughs> you support the unilateral authority of a state representative to close the business on a whim. Okay, you cannot tell me you think that that was an authentic threat that he was going to follow through with the next day. No, but that's why he's an even bigger douchebag for making it. The idea but he that said he, he didn't want to be a douchebag. His status as a state representative. Do you know who I am? I'm a guy in a body of hundreds of people who may very slowly pass some general regulation about this industry. Okay, yeah, cool. Get out of here, you know? Yeah, I know. Just a drunk motherfucker. I don't, I don't know what to say here. In case any of you are in the area and would like to investigate this matter for us, which would be much appreciated because I'd like to know as much about this story as I can. This is um, this, the, the bar is called Gallen Company Malt House, and this is in Rockledge, Pennsylvania. I don't know what part of the state that is, but there was um, there's a police investigation into this guy, Kevin Boyle, as well. Now, this is actually going to persuade you more into his camp because the allegation is that he threatened to hit the women. And uh, so how, how does that? What am I supposed to do with that information? OK, what did they say to deserve it? What did they say to deserve it? That is the question. He uh, police arrived at the bar. They found him standing outside. He presented his driver's license, would not provide further details. Responding officers we're told that uh, Boyle was asked to leave several times and wouldn't the female staffers declined to press charges. So they, they're not going after him, but why uh, do they decline to press charges? Though? Cause they probably just wanted him to leave. I would assume just get the hell out of here. Maybe that it's because was... they did something that was really awful. And they didn't <laughs> want to investigate. F- you, okay. Your hate, your hatred of, okay. I understand. Caddy women, caddy women are tough, but you <laughs> no, have to hate the just, government more. You have no, to hate the government. It's not just more. my hatred of women. It's also my sympathy for people doing embarrassing stuff while drunk. That's really what but this he's, is about. <laughs> he's not just a guy. He's a state representative leveraging his position as state representative. No, I understand. I understand what you're saying. I yeah. just think that it was kind of an empty threat. All the more reason not to make it, though. That's the thing. Like you don't you don't go pick fights and then be like, oh, well, I I wasn't capable of kicking your ass anyway. So I mean, what what's the big deal of threatening to? Listen, I know you're right. Yeah. But I don't care. Well, that's <laughs> that's what it boils down to. I appreciate you sticking up for the uh, what did these bitches do to deserve it perspective, as always. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he, as I mentioned, his brother's in Congress. So do you know who the fuck my brother is? Would have been the better play here, I guess. Older brother Brendan Boyle represents Pennsylvania's second district. What now, do the parents do? There's some obvious nepotism going on here. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know his family story, but. Maybe this is just uh, drunken jackassery gone wrong. But to me, drunken words are sober thoughts. And I, I do put quite a lot in what he's saying there, that that when you put yourself under the influence in this way, you'll speak a lot more honestly than you otherwise might. And I oh, think that's bullshit. There's no I, evidence, but. I think this is a guy who is in government because he's attracted to the idea of exercising bullshit, arbitrary authority over people in this way. He's not there to protect the rights of this bar. That is to say, if someone's in government for the right reasons, preserving the rights of the people, and you liquor them up, you're still not going to get this kind of behavior out of them. You're not going to get them 
bizarrely threatening to shut down the business on a whim because deep inside of them, there is not that tendency that there is that tendency. And maybe, in this I mean, but people that are attracted to power go into government anyway. It's, it's true. It's like being a they, cop. They do. And, and that thing, there actually have been a lot of studies on this alcohol being truth serum thing. So it is up until like 0.08, 0.1. Once you pass beyond that, uh, you're just plastered. It's not even a representation of who you are as a person. You think he was uh, to that point? Just that guy was bullshit fucking stage? wasted. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that guy's like 0.2 drunk. He's slurring his words. He's having a hard time standing up. That guy's wasted. Well, do you even know who the fuck he is? I mean, he can handle. His I, I truly don't. I don't. That's the other thing. <laughs> I, I'm like, I don't I don't know who you are, man. I uh, I've not seen a response from him. I checked his Twitter page and he hasn't posted on there in a while. There's a lot of hilarious, hateful responses to him, but he, he hasn't uh, said anything that I've seen. And uh, I haven't heard any talk. The, the party, the Democrat Party in Pennsylvania said, yeah, we're aware of it. We're looking into it. No official calls for him to resign. No expulsion talk that I've seen, but at minimum, whether, whether this is a criminal matter or not, this guy's got to be expelled from the state house. He, he actually oh, yeah. had, um, <laughs> totally, he, yeah. he had a, some kind of prior criminal incident with something involving his, his wife. I didn't look into it thoroughly, but he was arrested. Was it some prior DV for, alcohol. He's probably an alcoholic. Something like that. Uh, there, there was, uh, I saw some mention of a, a prior on that. Uh, but if, if they don't act to get rid of this guy, I mean, okay. Then, then, then you know that uh, those sort of tendencies are just fine. But that's probably the way it'll go. We'll see how the party in Pennsylvania responds and how the state house in Pennsylvania responds. But that brings us to um, to the Tucker-Putin interview. And I know you, you messaged me earlier in, this, in the week to say that you thought this was kind of boring, but I was curious where you'd land on this because on the one hand, there's like Putin fanship. On the other hand, he's saying a lot of non-blonde things during this interview that just <laughs> I to be honest I was listening to it and I was like oh, what are you doing he's not bro? cool at all I thought he was I know like, I'd get back to being shirtless on a horse I liked you better that way I did um, yeah. I, I I have not completed it in full yet I I've listened to most of it but I was honestly kind of cracking up a little bit at the start because um because Tucker asks the question I think everybody thinks or everybody's curious about like, why'd you invade Ukraine? What is your reasoning for invading Ukraine? I would like to hear that because all we hear is one side of that. I would like to hear the other side. Well, let me give you the last millennium's history of the region for like 45 minutes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, So I later, the latter half, it starts getting into things I think are more interesting, but before I, I would talk about, what I found to be interesting, which was the Nord Stream stuff. Did you have anything you want to say about the the interview broadly? No, we can talk about it after. No, okay. Well, well, yes, but later. Okay, we'll do it after the fact. Uh, I found this discussion of the Nord Stream pipeline to be rather interesting. Recall the Nord Stream pipeline was uh, blown up in September 2022. The natural gas pipeline, the second one, they already they had one that was operational. This one was not yet operational. But it's uh, in, it, it goes under the Baltic Sea from Russia to the to northern Germany, and uh, and somebody blew it up in in September 2022 after Russia invaded Ukraine, and we still don't know who. And uh, Putin outright accused the the CIA of doing it in this interview. Who blew up Nord Stream? <laughs> you for sure. 
I was busy that day. You personally may have an alibi, but the CIA has no such alibi. Do you have evidence that NATO or the CIA did it? I won't get into details, but people always say in such cases, look for someone who is interested, but also for someone who has capabilities. Because there may be many people interested, but not all of them are capable of sinking to the bottom of the Baltic Sea and carrying out this explosion. If you had evidence, and presumably given your security services, your intel services, you would, that NATO, the US, CIA, the West did this, why wouldn't you present it and win a propaganda victory? In the war of propaganda, it is very difficult to defeat the United States because the United States controls all the world's media and many European media. It is clear to the whole world what happened and even American analysts talk about it directly. Well, he's right about that. Yeah. He's um he's evading a little bit because I mean it is tough to beat the U.S. in a propaganda war. I will grant that point, but it doesn't erase the idea that if if he could show conclusive evidence that the U.S. did it, presumably he would do that. He would. So yeah, I, but they, they were there. That just means they're really good at covering their tracks. That doesn't mean that that, that yeah. didn't happen. Well, I, All signs point to yes on this one. I am persuaded that the U.S. did it, or at the at least that the U.S. was a part of it. Um, but I, I'll, I'll take Putin's answer there to mean he doesn't have the smoking gun, but it, it is a good time to remind everyone of Seymour Hersh's reporting back in February of 2023. So this time last year, he cited anonymous sources with knowledge. Uh, you know, always take that with a grain of salt, but the fact pattern, the allegations do align generally. Seymour Hersh's reporting at the time said in June 2022, U.S. Navy divers were participating in what was called Balt Ops 22, a NATO training event, and they planted remote detonated C4 explosives on the natural gas pipeline, Nord Stream 2, or Nord Stream Rack, as uh, Karine Jean-Pierre calls it. I'll probably call it Nord Stream at some point. You know, you get those things confused. Uh, but uh, yeah, they, so they planted C4 explosive on the pipeline, detonated it in September using a remote detonation system that was detailed as well. Um, but le- there's some additional evidence beyond just the claim from Seymour Hirsch and his, um, his anonymous sources with knowledge. There's just circumstantial evidence too. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking at a joint news conference in uh, with uh, the German chancellor in February, 2022. So this is immediately before Russia invades Ukraine. Biden said, quote, if Russia invades again, there will no longer be Nord Stream 2. We will bring an end to it. And then a reporter asked, well, how are you going to do that? He responded, I promise you, we will be able to do that. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's not it's not saying we're going to blow it up. I get it. But it's like connecting A to B here. Then you had uh, Victoria Newland, who's uh, the undersecretary of state. She also warned at the time, if Russia invades Ukraine, Nord Stream 2 will not move forward. Well, it didn't move forward. Now, I get it. You could say, as a policy matter, we're going to find legal ways to obstruct it. Maybe that's Mm -hmm. what she meant. Well, I mean, she added later in the year in congressional testimony that she and the Biden administration are gratified to know that Nord Stream is a hunk of metal at the bottom of the sea. Okay. Dude, they might as well just tell us at this point, right? And and Putin's point, you know, whether you like Putin, believe Putin, thinks he think he's being propagandistic, opportunistic, whatever. The general point about capability or opportunity and interest stands. Whenever you're trying to find solve any mystery like this, who's capable of doing it and who has a reason to do it? Yeah. 
Few even have the capability to do it. Yeah, totally. The U.S. certainly does. European NATO countries do. Russia themselves might. Maybe China. That's kind of end of list. China has no incentive, though. Russia Russia has no incentive. Russia can just turn off the gas. Why would they blow totally. up their own Why infrastructure? Yeah. China is loosely allied with Russia. Yeah. What reason would they have to meddle with this with this pipeline? That doesn't really make sense. Well, I mean, China does weird stuff, so maybe, but I th- no. This I, is like I have I don't have a murder weapon, but the husband had took out a giant life insurance policy like the day before the of the murder. there's circumstantial evidence abound it's something like that european countries likewise they're on the other end of the pipeline from putin i mean they don't have to blow up their own infrastructure to stop their their uh, pipeline relationship with putin that they could just they can close their end of the pipeline and say like hey man we don't want your natural gas anymore if they want to they don't have to do this weird explosive attack biden however he gets a result that he wants for political and maybe even environmental reasons, economic damage to Putin force Europe away from Putin and Russia's natural gas. And if you're going to do that, if you want to achieve that, but you can't achieve it through diplomatic means or legal means, you want to get it done. You got to do it in a way that has some plausible deniability and that is kind of stealthy. I have no special knowledge to say that, our divers for sure went down there and planted the explosives and then waited a couple months for that plausible deniability and hit the button to blow it up. Actually, the allegation was they did it with some sort of buoy. They dropped buoys out of planes that that had some sort of remote detonation feature on them. They had a certain frequency or whatever was necessary to detonate the explosive that was on the seafloor is the idea. But it, it, the U.S. has an incentive to do it. The U.S. has the means to do it. And if this description from Hirsch is accurate, they did it in such a way that would provide some plausible deniability or just kind of obscure or obfuscated a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I mean, I'm, I can't prove it, but I'm in on that explanation. It makes a lot of sense to me, much more sense than any other explanation I've heard. Like, Oh, we saw a Russian submarine in the area and they did it. <laughs> Why? Why would they waste their time? It doesn't make any yeah. sense. There are much easier ways for them to sever that connection if they wish. Anyway, uh, you you wanted to discuss um, the moment of, of, I guess, Putin mocking Tucker for wanting to join the CIA or just mocking but the CIA? But also the CIA. Like, uh, you, I, I thought this was really interesting. We should play this. Clip. All right. Here's, uh, here's the clip from uh, Putin. With the backing of CIA, of course. The organization you wanted to join back in the day, as I understand. We should thank God they didn't let you in. Although, it is a serious organization. I understand. Dude, like the swinging dick on this guy. In the translation. Totally insulting Tucker, like, oh, you didn't get the job you wanted. And and then I guess the suggestion there was that Tucker's controlled opposition. I didn't I don't know how to interpret that. The translation makes it hard for me because you just the nuances of language does he mean to make fun of tucker make fun of the cia both Both. i think i think he was trying to say like the the cia is a fundamentally corrupt organization which you wanted to join but they wouldn't take you because you're not serious enough and i think that it was a nod to this this idea that tucker's controlled opposition Hmm. as well so like i thought this was so interesting especially the way that he said it 
Like he just looks at him like, like everybody knows this about you, man. It was, it was a real big D moment in the interview. I kind of couldn't believe what I was seeing like when this happened. I was like, Oh my God, I can't, I can't believe that he, that he said that. Um, it was kind of a bitch slap, but I don't know. Largely. I thought the interview was just wildly disappointing. Like what was Putin doing? This was an opportunity. Okay. I think that the whole interview just shows how much disdain he has for Americans, because this was an opportunity for him to, um, to appeal to our sense of patriotism and to talk about the legitimate reasons that Russia has uh, behaved the way that Russia has behaved. Like, like there's an argument to be made about national sovereignty and uniting a common people and um, ownership of the land. Like, why didn't he talk about any of those things? Instead, it was a, a, a totally dry 40 minute history lesson that nobody wanted to listen to. And we have no vested interest. So, uh, it wasn't going to appeal to anybody and, and it was kind of a filibuster. And then he talked about the Nazis for like 30 minutes. It was like, it was boomer central. It was such a missed opportunity for him. Maybe he's been propagandized to believe that's the best way to propagandize Americans is to prop up the Nazi boogeyman, which I mean, he's, I don't Maybe. know. Maybe seems like that's effective in many ways. So I guess I can't blame Is that him. what he was doing? Because I lost a lot of respect for him. Well, I don't know. I, without, yeah, anytime you have these translation things like that, when he when he's talking about the Nazi stuff, that's the question to me. Does he seriously believe in this kind of anti-Nazi thing that that is his core, one of his core beliefs in in going after Ukraine, or is there some kind of propaganda angle where he thinks that's a great way to persuade Americans is to condemn the evil Nazi boogeyman and get people on his side through fear of the Nazi? I, ju- I just don't know how to interpret. Well, that. if that was his angle, then uh, that's a, that, that makes me understand it more. Hmm. Yeah. OK. But I thought that this was detrimental to my personal view of Putin. I was like, he you sure know, is talking about liking the Jews a lot. Like he, he did that like a bunch of times. I was like, what is happening right now? And he's like, Nazis, Nazis, Nazis. Understand Ally this. With the Putin, and the if you want to win blonde's favor, you have to get drunk and go to a bar and talk shit because that is appealing. If Putin did that, it would be awesome. <laughs> It'd be awesome. I, I don't know what to say. If Putin was like, I'm going to shut this bar down, bitches, I'd be like this guy. <laughs> well, he actually might, though. That's the thing. His threat's a little more credible. See? There are reports circulating that while Tucker was in Moscow, he also spoke with Edward Snowden and Tara Reid. Really? Recall Snowden exposed illegal U.S. surveillance of U.S. citizens, which would be very interesting to hear discussed, I think. And uh, Tara Reid is a former Senate aide who accuses Joe Biden of a sexual assault incident in 1993. Uh, and everyone rips on Tara Reid as not credible, but she has people who say they told her about what happened at the time. At the time. That's way more than... that she still did better than Christine Blasey Ford. And E. Jean Carroll, too. The, yeah, 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 a lot of these accusers, um, they have nothing, and they've been treated as credible. So I, I don't know if that actually happened to Tara Reid. I don't know if Biden forcibly fingered her or whatever she says. Um, but I know that she told people at the time, or at least they're, they're saying that she did. And that's more than a lot of uh, these other accusers have. All right. Time for hoax hate. And 
now, the nobody saw it happen, but it's totally a product of Trump's America hoax hate crime of the week. Ah, shit, it's backwards. You think they'll notice? The saga of the greatest hoax hate crime of all time continues. Jussie Smollett is exercising what I expect would be his last legal option on his conviction. He's going to the Illinois Supreme Court. What do we got? Sorry, uh, someone, some audio, weird audio just went out. But oh. on my, uh, yeah, okay. Ah, where is this coming from? Sorry. <laughs> I could take over if you. Uh... No, no, something random is just playing. Okay, I, I figured it out. Ah. Um, yes, he is petitioning the Illinois Supreme Court to hear his case. This is so futile. I don't know, even know why he's bothering to do this. I guess he feels like he kind of just has to do everything but he's not looking at that much jail time it's like just suck it up and do it you're a huge homosexual you're gonna love jail it's like you're <laughs> gonna, gonna like love it you. it'll be fine they're, they're gonna love you yeah. yeah yeah um he looks like he smells good i mean he's just gonna be he's just gonna be the man about town in jail uh so if you remember a lower appellate court in december um upheld his sentence and conviction and conviction so he's exhausted all his appeal options um after t- this 2021 conviction um, 150 days in jail, 30 months of probation, $130,000 in restitution. I feel like we should just take that. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. He'll probably get out in three months. So we have to serve the whole time. He has really stretched this out to be a much bigger chunk of his life than it had to be. Yeah. He could be over this. It, it could have been years in his past at this point, but he, he is, I don't know. I, I'd be fascinated to get into his mind. I, I, I have no doubts that he faked it. All right. I've seen the Osendairo brothers reenact the faking totally. of it. Yeah, of course. hundred percent right. what happened. But in his mind, I just wonder, is he the kind of guy who could convince himself that he was actually duped by the Osendairos no, and no, that he no. sincerely believes? So no, you think no, he's no. just, he's that committed to the hoax that he's going to waste years of his life. Totally. Totally. That's probably, I yeah. suppose, the the more realistic explanation. But man, but it's this like- is kind of a good strategy. Okay, so the appeals court two to one decision rejected a lengthy laundry list of alleged violations in the case handled by Dan Webb after Cook County State's Attorney's Office um, dropped all the charges. Mm-hmm. But Smollett is arguing that the original dismissal constituted a resolution in the case because he forfeited ten thousand dollars he posted for bail. Therefore, um, he is arguing the subsequent trial and conviction violated double jeopardy. Yeah, that's been his argument the whole time that the that the original Kim Fox investigation was it closed. Might work. I don't know how it could though, because he was never taken to trial in the matter. So the he du- only forfeited the ten thousand dollars for his bond. I'm not an expert on how double jeopardy has been interpreted to work by the Supreme Court and all that. The last time I looked at it was um God, when did that? Oh, I was looking at it with the Michigan, um, the Michigan kidnapper guys because they went to trial. They had a hung jury, right? And then they right, went right, to trial right, again. Yeah. And I'm wondering how the hell is that not double jeopardy in the context? And the tri- the reason there was a, a hung jury is not. I understand if you have a mistrial because of like, or, or there's a natural disaster or something that's not the prosecutor's fault. How you could have a second trial. In a case like that one where prosecutors just failed to make their case successfully to the jury and they could not reach a unanimous decision, going to a new trial is just a second try for the prosecutor. So to me, that seems like 
uh, that has to be double jeopardy. That's why I was looking at it. In this case, he never went to trial in the original. True, he, he had a, true, he had a true, corrupt, true. bogus prosecutor say, I don't know. I don't think he did anything wrong. Then a new prosecutor came in and brought charges. So double jeopardy, I mean. I don't know why that, I would apply. You're right. Yeah. I don't I don't get how you could make that claim. It's just I a think Illinois Supreme Court is going to Illinois Supreme Court is going to tell them to kick rocks. Like, I would I can't imagine anything is going to change. And it says in here if they rule against him or maybe they just decline to hear his appeal entirely. He must serve 150 days in jail. So he'll finally have to go years after the fact. And then we will finally learn the answer to the most important question. Is he in fact suicidal or not? <laughs> I am not suicidal. We still don't know. We'll learn though. Man, I just, uh, that 2019, it's five years since the original yeah. hoax. Yeah. And this guy is still fighting it. It's, it's <laughs> I would, I was going to say it's taken so much of his life. He has taken so he may not be suicidal, but he is at least metaphorically suicidal in this. Yeah. He's sacrificed five years of his life to absolute bullshit nonsense and killed his career for what? For what? For what? And well, people love a, a redemption story. You know, his only chance at career resurrection is if he owned up and made a funny video with the Osendiros like they made. And they maybe, <laughs> maybe he could come around and at this point, like five years after the fact, maybe someone would give him a chance to do something else. If he just stopped lying and just came, if he came clean on it and made a joke of it because the whole thing was a joke from its origin. Yeah. But he won't. Yeah. He has to, he has to commit to the lie until he dies. Anyway, uh, another update in a uh, different hoax hate story. This was, uh, recall this happened just before Christmas. A young Kansas City Chiefs fan, nine-year-old Holden Armenta, was spotted at a game against the Raiders in Las Vegas with his face painted half red and half black while wearing a big feather headdress. And Deadspin author Karen Williams published a story with a photo of only one side of this young man's face, claiming he was wearing blackface and demanding that the NFL commissioner crack down on him and all the other racists that have been poisoning the NFL crowds as of late. Uh, this was the particular image. Or if it wasn't this one, it was one very similar to this. You can only see a side profile. You can only see the, the, the black part of his face. And uh, a brief portion of the story reads, it takes a lot of dis it takes a lot to disrespect two groups of people at once. But on Sunday afternoon in Las Vegas, a Kansas City Chiefs fan found a way to hate black people and Native Americans at the same time. <laughs> now, making the story funnier and more outrageous, Holden Armenta is actually, he has Indian heritage. His grandfather is, is a tribal member in California. Karen Phillips deleted the tweets uh, about the story in December, but the family has also demanded a retraction and an apology from Deadspin. That apparently has not happened or at least they didn't get one. So the family is now suing. That is the uh, that is the update in the story. They have filed a lawsuit in Delaware, uh, I assume because uh, Deadspin must have some connection or presence in Delaware. I'm not sure why the Delaware lawsuit, but that's what's happening. Mm -hmm. It's a defamation lawsuit. And uh, the family is alleging that Holden has endured threats as a result of the defamation, as well as online harassment. Now, I reading down to the bottom here, uh, I, I don't mean to, to mock the case because if these people are going to go after children with false claims and double down on them or at least what not retract expect? them. Like, okay. I mean, 
I'm not saying this is an illegitimate defamation case. I think they probably have a case, especially considering they were just private citizens before Deadspin put them on blast. And the standard here will be, did Deadspin show a reckless disregard for the truth? Well, considering there were all kinds of images of that kid out there showing he was not, in fact, wearing blackface. Yeah, that seems like a pretty credible case. They did not do any kind of journalistic due diligence and appeared to either target him or they were so lazy with their fact checking on it that they improperly um, criticized him in this way. But I was reading yeah. about the claims of in the defamation suit and, and the family saying, oh, they got um, a barrage of hate, including death threats. I'm going to kill the kid. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put him in a wood chipper, someone said. And they sent insults his way. They called him a, a pussy, an MFer, And then they said, this is the key part. Someone called him an N-word in a message. So if true, and I plead to the, to the parents of this kid, just the only transparency I want is just to see the message. Did someone out there get so mad about him allegedly wearing blackface that they called a nine-year-old the N-word? Because if so, so. <laughs> that is a that is a fantastic irony. And I just need to see it demonstrated. Uh, I don't see any disclosure from how much the family is asking, uh, how much they're asking for in damages. So I, I don't know. But uh, the kids showed up at the Super Bowl, as I mentioned at the top of the show. I assume he's pretty happy considering the Chiefs have won. Uh, but <laughs> he 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 caved to Deadspin. Like I said, it's just white and red and and yellow paint. He did away with the black paint. He put on the black jersey, though. I don't. Know. <laughs> I guess he didn't want to be targeted by Deadspin anymore. But I got. I just. I think it would. He if he just showed up full on blackface, just straight up. I know. Real missed opportunity. Carrying a watermelon, big giant lips, bucket of KFC. <laughs> Indian headdress. I don't give a shit. I think we can all agree that this 10 year old kid is a huge pussy. <laughs> what a bitch. Uh, like, bitched out kid. You guys had a real opportunity and you blew it. Now I'm sure in all seriousness, I'm sure that kid is probably having the time of his life tonight and that's great. He deserves it. Um, the fact that as we, as I remember discussing at the time, I don't care if this nine year old kid did show up in an overtly racist costume in public you can if you want to criticize that okay let's not take aim at the child you know the nine-year-olds don't need to be on blast in public media for thought crimes if you want to have some dispute with the parents i guess but just imagine being the sort of the sort of air quotes journalist who sits down i saw a kid wearing some clothes i didn't like Uh, let's get him okay Well, they, they feel emboldened. They think they're doing the right thing. Well, you, you, your your sense of morality has to be so twisted to think that your anti-racist virtue means that you should be you should be targeting children to ruin their lives. Like, yeah. when I see children engaging in childlike behavior, the worst I think is, oh, if they're committing crimes that are harming people. Yeah. But if it's just like general Youth even then it's Tom like they're going to grow up and regret that yeah yeah, yeah. But, I, but not in a ca- case like this it's, it's, it's just unbelievable i i'm gonna get those kids and then everybody will celebrate the hero that i am anyway i'm i'm sure young holden is having a great evening and uh good for him i i happen to run across this story this week and uh the reason I bring it up is not just because I think it relies on a bunch of assumptions about hate crimes that are consistently relevant to the segment, but because of one particular piece of the data that I, uh, that I was not aware of. And um, 
is not actually relevant to racial hate crimes, but that's the way that we get there. So just bear with me. You'll understand what I mean in a second. But I discovered this preposterous op-ed in the Courier Journal out of Louisville, Kentucky this week. Uh, headline, where's the outrage over the FBI's report in the rise of anti-black hate in America? Now, I don't know if you have heard, but some believe that there is a certain degree of anti-African American sentiment in this country, anti-black racism. This is the first I'm hearing of this. And that's really the point here. Where is the outrage? And I, for one, rarely see outrage about anti-black racism. It's so uncommonly expressed, especially in a a country where there's so much of it, you know, it's like, Mm -hmm. why aren't we hearing more about anti-black racism? So I thank Ricky L. Jones, professor of Pan-African Studies at the University of Louisville, for bringing this important issue to all of our... What does it feel like our, to waste your life? Buddy? All of our attention. Like, how would we ever hear about anti-black racism if it wasn't for this professor of pan-African studies? Thank you for your service. So he writes to bring attention to a recent FBI crime statistics release, which purports to show a rise in anti-black hate crimes in the U.S. from 2018 to 2022. Now, what are they calling a hate crime? Well, you, you always have to ask that question. But a surface level data interpretation. What he's saying, yeah. When you look at racial hate crimes uh, as as collected by the FBI, most racially motivated hate crimes are against black people, according to the FBI. According to a look at the reports from 2018 to 2022, they're increasing in the raw number. But anytime you look, anytime you look at that number, You have to do so with a skeptical eye because the way the FBI collects hate crime data is they just scoop it all up from local police departments. And the participation in that program is not universal. Some police departments participate. Some don't. Some participate this year, but not that year. And how they're defining what is and is not a hate crime varies across departments. You'll see the FBI in their own methodology say, for this reason, we caution against year-on-year comparisons because it's not apples to apples. You have different degrees of participation. And what, what we had for data this year may not directly compare to data from from the next year or the prior year and so forth. You also have the problem, as you mentioned, what is, what is a hate crime? What counts as that? Well, we're talking about reports to local police agencies. So a guy said that he was the victim of a hate crime. It's not, it's not evaluated by a prosecutor. It's not necessarily an indicator that a charge was brought. And it's certainly not an indicator that, that there was a conviction in the crime. Right. So yeah. it's a guy said. That's what we're talking about. So I, I thought, well, I, I'm going to I'm going to look at the data here that one of the interesting things that this the reason this, this professor brings it up is because an increasing number of these hate crimes are on school campuses. Oh, one okay. in 10. So he's he's especially at risk at the University of Louisville. And you think just in plain layman terms, does it really make sense that uh, the, one of the epicenters of hate in this country is the progressive enclave of the university campus. Is that yep. really that that's okay. We're going with that. Uh, I'd be curious to know what those hate <laughs> crimes are then, if that's the premise. So I start looking at the report and the report has some information about hate crime offenses at schools by year, 2018 to 2022. And, and uh, what kind of crimes are these now? He's right that there were 2,600 or so of these uh, of these racially motivated hate crimes on college campuses during that five-year span. And 1,600 of them are anti-black. 
Okay. So that that's consistent with what he's saying. But what are the crimes, though? Like, if they're anti-black, what are the crimes? Are we talking, like, just black people being straight up murdered for being black? Or what's going on here? We dig into that a little bit more. The majority of these, so the, the, the report breaks them down into two different types of crimes. Crimes against persons, like I punch you. Crimes against property, like I do a backward swastika on your car with spray paint. Are they including property crimes in this? Yes. Oh, good grief. Who gives a shit? So... Of the personal attacks, they've categorized, they've, they've accounted 2,600 of them over that five-year span. Most of them, 61%, were, quote-unquote, intimidation. So what is that? In other words, words. Physical, White on black? We don't know the race of the offender. We only know the is race. Is it possible that they're including black on black? property crimes in this if there was a racial motive yeah uh this is just the raw number of of hate offenses here so this is actually not broken down by race either of the offender or of the uh victim so a huge number of them are just intimidation okay on the on the property crimes uh, another way of saying that is, is words, by the way, not physical <laughs> attacks. Like I, you got you, you received some words that you thought were unkind. On the property crimes, there were sixteen hundred and change of those. Again, almost all of them, ninety four percent were hate vandalism. OK, oh, good Lord. I think we've all seen plenty of cases of allegedly hateful vandalism that turned out to be inauthentic. And and this this is my question. This is what I was getting to. Where am I going? Obviously, I'm interested in knowing what these crimes are for their own sake. But this introduced me to a new concept in the realm of hate crimes. Because in the hate crimes against persons, there's what you'd expect. There's aggravated assault, simple assault. By the way, 800 of those physical attacks, the ones that were actually physical, the vast majority of them are simple assaults. As in, like, I shoved a guy. You know, very low-grade misdemeanor physical interaction. Maybe you push a guy outside of a bar, that sort of thing. Murder. There were only three of those, by the way, three murders in a five year span, three hate murders, kidnapping, rape. Okay. You get down to the bottom fondling. There were 18 hate Hate fondlings between 2018 and 2022 on college campuses. I'm wondering, please explain to me what a hate fondling is. Do you grab a boob while you call the person the N word? That is just what I was going to say. It must be that. You're an N-word, honk, honk. That's yep, yeah. that's what it is. I hate fondling. If anyone, you know, I, I not that I'm trying to outsource my um my my research. It's my job to do. I understand, but every once in a while, I just like to utilize the resources that are available to me. If anyone out there is uh, bored uh, at work or school or whatever, you're on the bus, you got some time to Google around. You grab one of those Kaniga boobs. <laughs> I wasn't going to advocate a hate fondling. I was going to ask you to kindly find me one story of a hate fondling because I need to know. I need to know the facts of the case. What is a hate fondling? Love fondlings. Hate fondling. Now, I'm bearing the lead. It means that they did it, but they really didn't enjoy it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, there's the like, it started rough and then it got too rough. Is, Is this like... It started fine, but then he called me the N-word halfway through. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. Now, of course, um, 
the the other issue, the big picture issue that this had that this has is, oh, yes, uh, black people are so victimized by hateful people on college campuses because there were like three murders or maybe like, I don't know, a thousand shovings or a thousand cases of vandalism on college campuses over the last few years. Uh, there are thousands. If we're talking about risks to the average black person of violence. Yeah, there are thousands of black on black murders per year. If we're talking about attacks on one uh, by one race on another, there are hundreds of black murders of white people every year. Listen, white so, people are responsible for all of these, I, even the black some, on black uh, crime. So, some, uh, like you want to talk about preventable attacks on black people, because I'm sure there are people victimized in, in the data set that are completely legitimate victims. But if we want to talk about victimization of black people, start talking to other black guys, professor. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, we're talking about data here. Let's let's get real about this. And if you don't feel safe from hate on the American college campus, I don't know what to Where? tell you. Yeah. Sorry, toughen up because it doesn't get any safer than that. But let them grab are. one of your big black boobs and just walk it off. That's it. Just everyone has a hate fondling in their life. Okay. It's just, you, yep, you, really. you deal with it. Yep. All right. Anything else you want to say before the movie review? Uh, no, let's do it. All right. In a world of movie references flying over his head, one man will finally watch them. This is the Matt and Blonde Show Movie Review. This week's movie is the 2000 Disney animated adventure The Emperor's New Groove, in which an arrogant Incan-era emperor is turned into a llama by an assassination attempt gone wrong, and he learns the error of his ways as he works with a peasant en route back to his throne. From movie picker Gabe, a self-worshipping jerk of a ruler survives an assassination attempt due to the comical incompetence of his would-be murderers, his rescue mission is conducted by the man who would ironically lose everything if he is returned to his throne. Highly quotable, loaded with dad-level dry humor, a good family movie night with popcorn film. It's a good thing you are not a big fat guy, which is, of course, a quote from the movie. As far as the AI, I was wondering how Jamie and Jeannie were going to actually map our faces onto this this kind of cartoony. Did they do it? Do we have a video? There's no video. There's oh, okay. just the single image. And I, uh, I just wrote that. It, I hope we don't get into a chin war because these are awfully sharp. Oh God. But, uh, so I, as far as I understand the, the AI just could not actually map us onto the video. It doesn't, it didn't work. And we may run into that problem next week too. Cause we have another animated movie next week. What to is watch. it? Uh, how to train your dragon. Oh, okay, cool. So cool. no, no video, but, uh, Appreciate the still frame AI face swap nonetheless. And as always, your review and your rating. Oh, it was nice to be able to watch this with my daughter, right? And I couldn't exactly let her watch Soylent Green. It's people. <laughs> um, I did like that this was a male dominated quest and that the most moral and likable character was a family man. And then the evil character was this barren hag with a, with a stupid boy toy. They were even so much more based in like 2000. This was a Disney movie too. I don't think that they would have been able to make this again. Um, it wasn't super philosophical, philosophically deep or anything like that, but it brought me back to a better time in Disney movies where I wasn't getting propaganda just shoved in my throat. And I appreciated that. Like I, I didn't recognize any propaganda in this movie. Did you? Not really. I would yeah. say that that's a, it's a low bar for appreciation, but I understand why. 
Yeah. For yeah. kids movie nowadays, that is like that top marks. And it was fun to watch. Um, I did appreciate the message that you can become a better person if you surround yourself with people that are a good influence, hmm. whether or not you choose to do that. Um, yeah, it was it was fun. It was nice to watch a movie where I wasn't like, oh, look at this black and ginger interracial couple and this How dare tranny you smear Sonny Hostin's <laughs> parents like that. I know, but like I didn't have to deal with any of that in, that, in this movie. Yeah. I'm like, for that reason, I gave it a four out of five. I was like, great, right. I'm in. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess I get it. I, I am not a fan of this movie, but I f- oh, why? I think that maybe so our cute. I think that maybe our benchmarks are different because articulated the way that you just explained it, I get it. Yeah. In fact, you might have even identified a point or two that maybe I overlooked. But my benchmark for the Disney animate Disney animated product is so high because of the classics that to me this was like total crap. This was absolute nonsense. Mm. Um, and maybe it's because my bar was different than your bar. But something really low expectation. I, I felt like I was really scraping for points of appreciation. <clears throat> Excuse me. One one thing I did like was the Pacha character sort of staying committed to principle regardless of personal gain or loss. He really had no reason to help Cusco. Yeah, I bet you like that. And yeah. and Cus in fact Cusco was lying was planning to destroy his home and lying about it throughout Pacha still stayed committed to helping a person in need throughout and then as i was writing it i thought no it's crap he should have kicked cusco's ass and called it a day uh but i did appreciate the point you commit to treating others ethically and by a set standard the world will reward you and it did in this case uh i I like the idea that those in power are rarely out to help you whether whether it's like a an emperor role or or we you know the the pennsylvania state rep are are people actually in power to preserve the rights of their fellow citizen which is what they're supposed to be doing or are they attracted to power because of character flaw a b and c but if you pennsylvania barman if you assume the latter it's like you stay away from those people and don't go to them for solutions in your life because they almost never have them. And if they do have them, it's because they stand to gain something personal of greater value for themselves out of the deal. So if you want to improve your life, you, you find Pacha neighbors, you know, you don't go appealing to the politicians. And I just, um, I appreciated themes of, of ideas of that theme. I also appreciated the movie was just mercifully short. Thank you for How not. How short was it? It was only 88 minutes, which is Great. among the shortest we've seen in and out. I I wrote in the review that zero is actually the correct runtime for this movie, but it was close enough at 88. Oh, come on. <laughs> okay. Reasons I didn't like this movie. The character dynamics don't really work for me. Um, and this is a danger of the sort of redemption arc story. It's not that you can't have redemption stories. They're great a lot of the time, but it's weird when you try to make a redemption arc story and pair that with a villain because Cusco is such a piece of crap. And so but he was raised that way. How do you even say her name? Yzma Yzma. She doesn't seem so evil because it's like, well, Cusco throws old guys out of the window and is a total tyrant. So, I mean, maybe somebody should actually kill him. That seems kind of reasonable, even if she is maybe not the leader you'd like to have in place either. But that's part of the problem with the evil character is I can like Cusco sucks. Someone should someone should kill him. So I don't really it's hard. Like they're both kind of the good guy and the bad guy at the same time. 
or in different lights. It just doesn't. I don't really care who wins. That dynamic doesn't work. Cusco also redemption arc. He becomes a good man. I get that. He was raised to be a bad man. The initial scene is him getting all those toys. He was raised to be a selfish. I'm, I'm not saying you can't have redemption stories or that those are never good. It's just the evilness of the villain juxtaposed against an also evil guy makes the villain not that villainy. You get what I'm saying? Like they're just two bad Why people fighting fun so much, man. Cusco. And the thing about a redemption story, there's gotta be like some price paid or justice served. His price is like, well, I was a llama for like a couple days. Yeah. Okay. That would suck so much. <laughs> he deserves some time with a severed head for his behavior. That's what he deserved. <sighs> and he becomes, he becomes a llama and I get, I'm watching a Disney movie. I'm not watching Tarantino. But we think of other justice for villains in Disney context. Okay, Scar is killed by the hyenas. Ursula is skewered by a ship. The villain in Tarzan gets hanged. Okay, I'm not saying that Cusco had to die because this is a redemption arc story. But he he did terrible things and plotted terrible things against people. There's got to be some price he pays to learn that lesson or some sacrifice that he makes. Instead, it's just, well, it was a llama and that sure sucked. So I don't want to be a llama anymore. That'd be terrible. You uh, have to poop entirely differently. You can't masturbate. (laughs) The hoof is rather inconvenient. Yeah, Yeah. nightmare. It's just, it's hard to believe that he's learned anything or that justice has been served. It's just, oh no, I was a llama temporarily. Oh my God. The side effect of the no consequences premise here, or like the minor consequences premise, the plot is, is just totally predictable. Oh, Cusco's a bad guy, but then he gets a good guy to help him. So he becomes a good guy and he defeats another bad guy. There's nothing interesting to it. I get it. It's a kid's movie. You don't need overcomplication. But if I'm just looking for a movie with a simple moral that I can play for my kids, there's a list of dozens of them that I would have them watch before this one. The the comedy brand didn't really work for me. There's a lot of this like, oh, my God, that's so random type stuff. Like, oh, man, the cat fell down, but they're having a trampoline delivered in this era in which trampolines didn't exist. That's so random and funny. Uh, Yzma has a suicide trap door outside her lab for some reason. And then she says, why do I even have this trap door? And it's like, yeah, why do you that? That's, okay. That's hilarious. I guess uh, the whole premise of, of the movie. Wow. Wouldn't it be weird and random if a guy became a llama for some reason, because a potion made him want to like, it's just more groans than laughs. The brand of comedy does not really work for me. And this last point, I'm I'm sick with myself for making it. So I understand why people might be mad. But I, I, I've come around. In almost all contexts, I hate musical bits. But one thing this movie, this one thing that sets this movie apart negatively from other Disney classics or from Disney classics, because I wouldn't include this one in that list, is the lack of quality music. There's no circle of life. There's no be our guest. There's no friend like me. You get this crappy, uh, this crappy opening dance routine that sucks in comparison about how the emperor's groove was thrown off. And, and I get like, okay, not everything has to be the a plus legend. That is the lion King intro or something like that. But this movie was made years after all of those classics and it's a step down. I understand that sometimes things are duct tape productions as I constantly reference with this show But Disney made this one in 2000 when it was a multi-billion dollar empire after the production of all of those awesome classics. 
it's not limited resources. It's just a step down due to laziness, in my opinion. So I award it a two out of five wiki rating. It's definitely a no for me, though. It's one llama hair or hoof above Blade Runner hatred. It's not quite that bad. Good Lord. Do you think it's possible that you just don't like movies? No, I like all kinds of movies. In fact, as I recall, I'll have to look at the data. I think my average score is higher than your average score. At least it was at a time. I think I give a lot of movies threes. Yeah, I, I, the distribution would be interesting to see, but you could you could plot that out. We could find that out. I, I think maybe you, there's a little bit of recency bias there because I've been on a two and three tear lately. I have not sure. given a movie a four since um, what was the Sam Neill one? The weird Mouth of Madness. That's the last four I gave. And that was back at like Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. No. So uh, that, this this movie's like a watch it once and never again for me. I, I I can't imagine when my kids get into the Disney classics that I'll that I'll bring. I, I'm not going to tell them that this movie exists. Mm. It's not going to happen. So uh, I, anyway, uh, what what do people think of this movie? <laughs> I bet they liked <laughs> they're, it. They're doing it despite me. The early vote loves this movie. It's all five wikis, but there's a quarter or a fifth of people giving it a one behind that. So uh, I don't know, maybe a polarizing movie or just people love it by virtue of the fact that I don't. Uh, next week, I've heard good things about this movie and I like Viking themed things. So maybe this will turn out better for me. Uh, how to train your dragon is next okay. week. That might be cool. And we have a uh, remaining list of nominations for Feb- uh, for February from listener Gabe. Those nominations are Atlantis, the lost empire, Zootopia, tangled Oscar, Mr. Right. What happened to Monday? Or of course you can always reject the list and vote in favor of a randomly selected top rated movie instead and that's all I got. That's that's uh, that's it for the review and for the show. Oh wait, no, the, the of course I was like, what am I? What am I forgetting? What I'm forgetting is the reminder. If you'd like to read my movie reviews, comment how wrong I am, submit your own rating, vote for the next movie, and sign up for the chance to be the movie Send nominator for death the month. Threats too. <laughs> Please uh, be like the guy who sent the message to that nine-year-old Chiefs fan and send me a message that calls me the N-word. I appreciate those. Doesn't uh, mean the same thing to you, man. The one and only place to do all of those things is in my weekly movie review column linked in the description and on the homepage of the website. That is mattchristensenmedia.com. Yeah. And as a reminder, if you'd like to talk shit about my review with other listeners, it's not just the comment section on the column where you can do that. Now you can head into the Discord server linked in the description and talk shit about the reviews there too. I forgot to link it from the review this week, but I will do that um, going forward so people have that option. Okay, uh, back that'll that'll do it. Back into uh, the chat. I have to go bail my poor family out. Okay, it's all hands on deck down there. The baby's been crying. Do you now. think you're coming back, or are you uh, signing off? No, for the we actually only have five or so super. Oh, chat. okay. Yeah, I can I can finish it up. Thank you guys. I will see you. It's weird not having a Wednesday show. I will see you guys in an entire week. I'll Sunday. You. Yeah. All right. See you next Sunday. All right. Congratulations, cool. Chiefs. Like I give a shit. <laughs> congratulations if taylor swift is pregnant i don't know (laughs) all right talk to you guys later bye-bye okay i will finish up with uh the chat here and we will uh we'll call it a night so let's see we're gonna run rumble i believe uh odyssey let me check out what's going on odyssey rowdy dude (laughs) 
just a series of slurs and says, stop watching on YouTube. You, you slurs. Appreciate your work, Matt and Blonde. Uh, love you, but not in a slurry way. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, head on over to uh, to Odyssey if you would like to have your um, if you would like to have your speech completely uncontrolled. He in said this the N word. Oh, Rowdy Dude also says total Cusco death. Well, I don't know if you mean Cusco should have died or I don't know something should happen to him. I just he was he was a piece of crap. He was a tyrant, and tyrants deserve more than just uh, becoming a llama for a short period of time. Just my opinion. Thank you, Rowdy Dude. <laughs> Thank you guys over on D Live. I see some uh, some rather uh, artful <laughs> some rather artful terms in the usernames over there as well. Shout out to Mister Nargis, Board Troll, and Beth Ann for supporting the show. Appreciate you guys. Uh, okay, where did I leave off on YouTube and Tippy? I think it was with Mint here. Another year of Whites getting away, way too invested in joggers, moving a ball back and forth along the field. I do have my own entertainment vices, but they don't involve worshiping joggers, so there's that. Well, it's, um, you know, back a long time ago when this stuff was not as politicized as it is now, and I don't mean, I don't bring up this point to to defend the honor of the NFL or something like that. They've They've shot their own honor in the foot with their... George Floyd worshiping and all this other nonsense. But the great thing about sports was it was, it was the last true meritocracy. You know Um, it's not about like worship. I agree that these guys are just, they're just dudes. They shouldn't be worshiped like anybody else, but in appreciation of the entertainment form and in appreciation of the achievement, like sports is and was a meritocracy in which the fastest guy wins, the strongest guy wins, the smartest person strategically with the play calling or how you approach the game wins. That's why it was such a great escape away from politics is because there were, they're just, there's, it's just a way to appreciate human achievement and human greatness without all this kind of bullshit. It didn't have to be divided along racial lines, political lines, any of that nonsense. Now, of course, it's like everything else. And so I understand why anyone would tune it out. And frankly, I have no reason why I myself shouldn't other than football in particular and and to a lesser extent baseball. They're just they're an entertainment form that I appreciate and I wish I could share with my family and enjoy without having them politicized. But it appears those days are long gone. But but yeah, I get you. I mean, no, nobody in any entertainment form should be worshipped in in that way, whether it's whether it's um, athletics or um, music or movies or anything else. Uh, we do have all kinds of false idols and we need to reacquaint ourselves with proper idols, I think, as a as a society. I include myself in that, um, you know, uh, spending way too much time in my life without thinking about where the values of the world come from and without orienting myself toward those values and toward that God concept and toward God himself. So, um, understood mint. I, I, I don't, uh, I'm not trying to dispute your point. Just offer my own commentary on it. Of course. Thanks for supporting the show. Laurel said three of my sisters had healthy babies after age 40 with no medical intervention, getting pregnant. A lot depends on family genetics. Older women can make healthy babies looking at you blonde. Well, I will certainly forward the sentiment, Laurel. And uh, <laughs> I, but I don't know. I, I'm, I'm. If I was making a bet, speaking of exotic bets on the Super Bowl, I would bet. Uh, I would put money down on blonde additional child in the future. I don't care what the odds are. I'll take whatever odds you want. Uh, 
So we'll see. We'll see if that prediction comes true. I have no inside information. I just know what, what she says on the stream. And all the best to you and your family, Laurel. Uh, I hope you're doing well with your uh, your new opportunities in Missouri. George Cantor. John Lennon once, when drunk, put a tampon on his head and asked a random person, do you know who I am? And the perfusion replied, yes, you're the dickhead with a tampon on his head. <laughs> well, that's, I suppose that's correct. Uh, thank you, George. Harrison Coke. Wish me a happy birthday. Do it. Well, happy birthday, Harrison. I don't have a happy birthday song to play or anything, but you have a happy birthday wish from me. Thanks for supporting the show. Knuckle Hunky Buck. Proud of myself for that pronunciation on the first try. Regarding your Texas secession video, the Constitution does actually grant the right of any state to secede. You can find it in the penumbra of the Second Amendment. Um, Yeah, well, implied in the right to self-defense. I know you're joking about the penumbra thing. And the bullshit of you know, all the substantive due process concepts in the uh, 14th Amendment. Um, but yeah, to the extent that we have um, protected a right to self-defense through the second, I, mean, I, I don't understand why that would not include a, a state's right to defend itself in the same way that uh, that we have you, you have. It's not easy to do, but there's a legal way to renounce your U.S. citizenship. Why would a state, assuming that the people within that state want to do it. Why would they not have that same right? So um, I certainly grant your point. And these people who, who argue like it's so obvious that there's no state's right to secession because a Supreme court justice said it in 1860 or 70, whatever I forget based on really flimsy reasoning, based on an inference from a non-binding introduction to the constitution. Again, I'm not saying there's no argument to be made, but the idea that everybody treats it as obvious that there is no right to secede and any secession is automatically illegal and that this country was designed to carry on infinitely, no matter what abuse the federal government commits. I I just find that to be it's not textually supported in the Constitution. It's not supported by the philosophical foundation of this country. It's not supported by the history of this country. It's not even an, I'm not advocating for secession tomorrow or something. It's just a recognition that. I don't think the founders sat down and said, all right, great job defeating a tyranny. Now let's make sure to set up a legal framework such that no one can ever do this again, because it'll never be justified or morally acceptable in any way. That's just, that's, these were men who lived it. They obviously understood that the necessity to live it again could come back. But uh, thank you. Knuckle hunky buck photo bet. My wife of nine years passed away this Monday. She really enjoyed the show and even Blonde's takes. She had been battling issues that arose from burn pit exposure. Watching the show will not be the same without her. Well, I'm, I'm very sorry to hear that. I would um, I would assume the burn pit stuff is... Uh, we love you. You're very special. ...is related to uh, stuff in Iraq, potentially. I, I, I guess that would be my assumption, but if, if she had burn pit exposure due to service to the country, I'm, you know, I thank her for that. And I, I'm, I'm very sorry to hear it. And thanks for, for tuning in and supporting the show. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's nice to hear that there was some comfort for you and your family through that. And I, I hope that there will be comfort going forward. Uh, but all the best to you, man. And I, I'm, I'm sorry to hear it. And I hope that you've got, uh, you know, good family to support you and to get you through this. And um, all we can do with loss is, is to find ways to give it purpose on the other side. And so after you've taken the time you need, you need to accept that and to, to sort of get past that initial shock 
you know, finding a way to live your life in a way that that person would be proud of is, uh, is your next task. And I trust that you will do it and Godspeed in that. Thanks for supporting the show. Holden Mulray. Cheer up, Joe. The snack pack didn't shrink. Zelensky just snagged a few of them. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, maybe. Sorry, my, that, that was, that was a good one. Um, my mind is, you know, kind of in a, in a sad state after that last chat, of course, but you know, got to recover with the joke. Thank you for that. Hold on. Casual sexism gone ranked. If any more trannies join women's sports, we will see the W turn to washout WNBA. But wait, is this based in disguise? Uh, when these women are crowded out of sports, education, and everywhere else, maybe they'll return to the kitchen. That's kind of the blonde point. That I <laughs> Will this result in unnatural women's spaces, uh, w- women, being, um, women being forced out of them in the way that you're describing? Yeah, uh, I think we're watching it. I mean, that stuff that we saw in the volleyball game was sort of a boogeyman warning of a few years ago. Oh, come on. We're never going to get a game that's like, we're never going to get a game that's all trannies. There just aren't that many of them. Yeah, here we are. I mean, that I know that game wasn't all trannies, but we're at the point where you need some trannies to be competitive. And once you need some trannies to be competitive, well, how does the next team game gain a competitive advantage? All trannies on the team. It sounds preposterous, but like... If you're a college recruiter and the number one way to have a successful women's sports program is to recruit men, that's what they'll do. That's what they'll do to win. And it will come at the ironic exclusion of actual women in that way, unless someone puts a stop to this nonsense. But we continue watching the extra step in this, (laughs) acting like it's somehow reasonable when it clearly is not. But you just you sit back and laugh at the show, I guess. Crypto crook. Okay, hear me out. As a Russian, I know for sure. I got him pronounce it correctly that Kaniga is actually pronounced like Kaniga as it means books another evidence is that all Rus- Ruskies are inherently racist I'll take I'll take your word on that I don't know I mean I don't I uh, the, supposedly the name is Polish but um I don't I, I don't know I mean I don't know how it would be pronounced in Russia or Eastern Europe I guess I got to take this family's word for it and how they pronounce it here I know a lot of times names are pronounced differently in in the United States or you know, uh, they're pronounced differently from their origin in other parts of the world. So maybe it's one of those. I've never encountered this name before. I've only seen it in the last few months. So it's new to me. Uh, Logan or congratulations on the baby blonde. I'm glad to see your nose is back to normal. If we start getting suspicious, uh, I was starting to get suspicious of the size of the hat you wear. Oh no. <laughs> Thank you, Logan. Uh, appreciate your support for the show. Ryan Hass. I got here late. I'm just going to catch the replay. But wanted to say hi to both of you. Looking forward to a great stream, and I hope you both have a fantastic week. Well, thank you, Ryan. Hope you're doing well, and thanks for checking in. I know it's sort of an oddly timed stream this evening, uh, but thanks for stopping by. LC904, got to spend some time hiking around the trees with my brother-in-law. Never forget, grab your gear, uh, SKs, and go in a woods. Um, Yeah, I think that for anybody, it's beneficial to have a, a hobby or something in your life that you like that's active. I mean, I think ideally that would be outside, but there are things you can do inside too to stay active. I think the point is getting your body moving and and most beneficially, I think in a natural environment is great because it's it clears your mind in that way, but but yeah, the the more the more advanced we get in tech, the more we disconnect ourselves from the natural world in that way. And I know for me personally, like I love the internet, I love politics, I love the news. Um 
I love all of those things for their entertainment value and because I think they're really important in how we shape our future and how we you know, building a world in the future that I want my sons to grow up in and all of that. But there's no doubt that like if I sat on the computer and on the internet all day, every day, I, I love that space, but I would lose my mind and I need time away from a desk, uh, doing something active just to get those endorphins going. And if you can do that to get some sun exposure and be out, you know, in a natural environment, uh, I am not a psychiatrist. I'm not a psychologist. I don't know the technicals of mental health therapy and medicine and all that. I just know that a lot of things that are, you know, we, we, we like to go, we like to automatically prescribe pharmaceuticals for and all that kind of stuff. I don't know, man, uh, move your body and get some sun that takes care of a lot of things. I'm not saying that people don't have conditions that are severe beyond that. I'm just saying we, we need to start trying more of that stuff first before we, uh, continue down the path of unnatural methods of lifestyle and treatment for sure. And uh, I'm glad you had some time with your family. That's always important too. Let me see. I got a refresh here and let's see. I got to find where I left off. Hold on. Yeah. Okay. Tortuga blonde. Come on. A friend of mine is your age. She had seven kids when her husband passed away and he's about to have, uh, she had seven kids when her husband passed away. She's about to have her eighth which her husband slipped past the goalie before he left. You can do it. Wow. That sounds like a potent man. I'm sorry to hear the loss for the family, but sounds like he had a high success rate. Good for him. And uh, thank you, Tortuga. Metal Rules. Uh, another great show, my fellow super ultra mega patriots. I don't know if Blonde considers herself a super ultra mega patriot, but uh, <laughs> but I appreciate the compliment and Godspeed to you, sir. This is going to be uh, for super ultra mega patriots. It's going to be a very fun election season to watch. Maybe fun is the wrong word, but it's one way to consider it. It's, it's going to be an entertaining election year. Thank you, Metal Rules. Yair Bedell. Hey, uh, resident here from Israel. Always nice to catch the show live. It airs ridiculously early in the morning over here. Matt, keep up the good work. Blonde Mazel Tov on the baby. And if possible to circumcise her do well, <laughs> I guess I'm glad blonde was not here to angrily react to that, to that urge. But, uh, of course, thanks for supporting the show and uh, appreciate the well-wishing and, uh, and thanks for tuning in, man. Appreciate it. Sofa. This, I remember this one. Sofa King. We tatted. Thanks for supporting the show. Oh, there is a note here. Great show. Uh, great show guys. Blonde. You got a trooper up and have at least one more kid. We need them. Uh, and, and I, I'm on record betting that there probably will be one in the future, but now that I am free to conspire with you guys without her here, I think if it's going to happen, the like public pressure campaign is the worst possible approach. Uh, not that I'm trying to like tell you not to say whatever you want to say. I just think like if it's going to happen, it'll just be because it happened. It won't be because like, you know, m me or the rest of the internet like heckled her into it. So if, if we're serious about wanting that to happen someday, I would, I would, I would personally advocate like, you know, the, the lightest possible encouragement <laughs> that that's the, that's the, the path to success. I think not that I'm taking dispute with this particular one here. I'm just saying like the stuff that's like, Hey bitch, have another kid unlikely to succeed. I think. 
Polaris9009. YouTube is doing some wonky BS. Every five to 10 minutes, the live stream cuts for an ad and then YouTube restarts the stream. I know that um, there, there might be something I can do about that. I know that I don't know if it's Raju Mahan's doing personally, but I know that the way that YouTube serves ads live has changed in the last year or so. So maybe there's some setting that I'm unaware of. Uh, so I'll have to check that out. I'm sorry that's happening, but maybe there's something I can do about it. Sonia TK, Putin compared the invasion to German invasion of Poland, his invasion to the German invasion of Poland. Uh, the, I don't know how to pronounce these. Uh, wait, Liebensraum denazification. Am I right? I know he was talking about denazification. But, uh, but yeah, I, I guess I missed that part. You're saying he was comparing himself to Hitler because that sounds like the opposite of what his reasoning was in every other context. But maybe I missed it. I, I, I have not made it all the way through yet. Uh, Sonia also says, who blew up the uh, Norway Baltic pipeline? Biden? Nah, Putin style. Yeah, I mean, that's the we're, we're supposed to believe that Putin did it himself. That's generally the the accusation, which just makes no sense. I'm not, I don't, I'm not a Putin fan. I think that he is a deceptive guy with some authority, not some, a lot of authoritarian tendencies. So it's like, he's not my favorite leader of all time. I just, I, I think what he has to say about incentives and interest makes sense. And I just don't see his interest or incentive to destroy his own infrastructure in that way. So it doesn't make sense to me that he would, he would do it. Unless there's some bizarre 4D chess way where he wants to frame the Americans for propagandistic reasons or some nonsense. I don't know. I don't, I don't really buy that. Esoterica Unbound says, I'm disappointed to learn that not even Vlad is manly enough to talk blonde into having a third adorable baby. However, Tucker is not so negative. He, is cl- he clearly still wants Vlad to be his baby daddy. Maybe. <laughs> I think they would be excellent parents together. Uh, thank you esoterica citizen seven if a person is too mentally incompetent to stand trial he's also too mentally incompetent to be president time to invoke the 25th amendment now and remove biden's sorry ass it's it's tough to argue the point yeah i suppose at this point i'm so desensitized to his uh his his dementia moments that it's like you forget that like that that shouldn't we really shouldn't accept that sort of thing but since we have for years now uh we just kind of do but yeah, I mean, if the guy, if he's not competent to stand trial, he has no business leaving the country. I think that's a perfectly fair standard. Mint says, best I can tell, Vlad's argument is that the whole existence of Ukraine is fake and gay. And he is correct. Additionally, do uh, do you all think anyone in the U.S. government is capable of providing, he continues here, a historical justification for anything? I respect Putin for, act- for having actual knowledge of his country. Um, I don't know. I don't know enough about Russian history to sit here and fact check and be like, Oh, that's the correct characterization or that's not. So I, I will say that he, when he spoke about it, he sounds like he has an understanding of what he's talking about. Let's put it that way. I don't know if every single thing is correct or not, but it doesn't sound to me like he's making it up or some nonsense. Do I think, um, do I think that your average American politician could describe the history of the American founding or even the philosophy of the American founding for a similar length and make any sense at all or have any remote degree of accuracy? No. I think if anything, they would just make up a bunch of stories about like, well, first they came here and then they had slaves and then the slaves built all the stuff and then they further enslaved people with Jim Crow and people are still basically enslaved by systemic racism. It'd be some nonsensical historical understanding like that that has no basis in reality. So no is the short answer. Our our politicians cannot do that. 
Hermitage Prepper, with rare exception, by the way. There are, there are some, potentially. Just like your average... <laughs> how about your average Democrat in Congress is what I'm saying. No. Putin used the term denazify to subtly shine a light on the CIA-funded Azov Battalion. Azov were to be used like the Al-Qaeda in the USA as an excuse to crack down. Purina comments to Tucker were a call-out. Is that a mistype or is that supposed to be Purina? I don't know what that means because isn't that a dog food? I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah, I don't. Uh, I, I guess I didn't know that the CIA funded the Azov Battalion. I'm generally familiar with them. They're the they're the, like the Nazi guys in the the Ukrainian military. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to learn that there's like some U.S. op angle to them, uh, if that's true. That uh, that's that rings true. That sounds about right. Thank you, Mr. Prepper. Sonia uh, TK says, Putin clearly made a it known. Uh, he deserves all of Ukraine. He dodged the question if he's satisfied. I'm sorry, I think there's kind of a, a weird typing error in here or something because it's not quite reading. I'm not quite understanding, but he dodged the question if he's satisfied. Um, yeah, I mean, even in, in his answer about Nord Stream there, I mean, he's just kind of a, an evasive guy uh, in his nature. Like he he likes to... He likes to say things without saying things, if that makes sense. And I don't know how much of that is his actual personality or an effect of the translation. It's hard to say. But if he knows things to be provably true, I wish he would just say more clearly, here's how I know that's provably true. He, he generally doesn't do that. I wish he would do I, I would. I would have an easier time believing him if he would provide some of that information. Uh, let's see. Mathiodon. Matt is completely incapable of experiencing childhood joy. New Groove is a five out of five, and Matt's opinion is dog water. Watch this movie again when your child is six plus and get back to me, you Grinch. No, that's not true at all. I gave The Lion King a five. There are other let me look through the list of uh of children's movies. There are ex there are other excellent ones that we've watched, and I bet, I bet, I don't know for sure, but I bet I might like uh how to train your dragon. Um, Lion King, I can't wait to watch with, uh, with my kids. And there are other, like, I'll, I'll take almost any classic Disney movie, like any pre 2000 Disney movie over this one. Um, I'll have to revisit the children's movies that we've watched. Kung Fu Panda, I gave a four and that was back in August. Um, what other, we haven't watched a ton of them. I'm doing a quick browse just to, just to audit what sort of kids movies we've watched. I did hate my neighbor Totoro, but that's not because it was a kid's movie. That's because it was, it was nonsense. Uh, the Incredibles, I gave a four and I kind of regret not giving it a five because that was an excellent movie. So, I mean, there have been plenty of ones that it's not, it's not just the fact that it's a, a movie for kids. I just don't think it's a particularly good movie for kids. I think there are other way better options, uh, but I will leave it at that. I won't browse. I'm already a year back now, so I'll leave it there. Uh, Sinek. Dude, it's a children's movie. You're just as bad as those those fags who demand gay characters and politics in current day Disney movies. Again, false. Uh, look at the reviews of other children's movies I've done. It's a children's movie does not mean it's a good movie. There is a such thing as a bad children's movie, and this is one of them. Pretty much every Disney movie of the era is superior to this movie for many reasons. So I counter with that. Just because it's a children's movie doesn't mean it's good. In fact, I bet there are children's movies you hate for many reasons. 
And those reasons are perfectly valid. They're not erased by the fact that it's made for kids. But thank you for supporting the show. I think we're all set. Um, and by the way, you'd be equally disappointed if I if I wrote a review that said five out of five, it's a kid's movie. Okay, that's not a review. Like <laughs> that and and it's not automatically good because it's it's presented for kids either. But uh anyway, we're all set. Uh good on Rumble. Thanks for supporting the show over there, guys. We're good on Odyssey. And we're all set on D Live as well. All right. Uh, we will call it a night there. Appreciate everybody's uh, support for the show and participation in the show tonight. I know it was at an odd time and even more delayed than I expected it to be. So thanks for patience with that. And um, if you're listening later on demand, if you're listening Monday morning because we went live too late for you, thank you for supporting the show as well. Very much appreciated. If you'd like more to listen to, uh, again, including uh, my new Wednesday show, The Matt Christensen Hour, you can check that out on the podcast page of my website. Got lots of great interviews, other content uh, that you may not have seen yet. You can check that out. Plenty more to listen to if you need it. Uh, anything else show related, check out the website as well. We've got the merch shop. You can get in touch with us. You can read my movie reviews and hate them. Matt we have everything show related there we'll be back next sunday because if it's sunday it's not meet the press it is the matt and blonde show have a great night Thank you.